Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home an auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Raiders! Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever! You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride! Here we go! We miss you, we love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. What is up, Raider Nation? Your old buddy Murph back once again for what we hope to be another fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio. That's right, back here in Murph's Fan Cave. Uh, your old buddy Murph uh, for episode number 128. So appreciate those of you that are listening to us uh, via podcast and those of you that are uh, joining in on the YouTube channel. So you'll have to pardon me being a little subdued tonight. I'm just now getting my voice back. So Whiner. I might. 
I'm not whining. I'm just saying I might, <laughs> I might be getting my berry white on a little bit. I might get a, bit, a little bit gravelly still. So I'm, I'm going to try not to overdo it too much. So the, uh, uh, the heavy lifting will be done, of course, by the, the audio upcoming in the show. <laughs> and as always, the disembodied hey, voice hey, of the hey. one and hold on of the one and only Uncle hey, Mosh. I can't even hey, get to his intro hey, before he hey. starts. Hold, hold on. Let me give you your camera. There you go. Go ahead. Welcome, hey. Uncle Mosh. <laughs> you are out of control. You said heavy lifting. <laughs> Every, morning, Every morning, I get up, it's heavy lifting. I had to do that. I had to interrupt you, you because as much fun as we had, and man, we had a lot of fun. Yeah, we did. We had, we probably had more fun than we should have. We had absolutely, we sure and, did. And uh, but. I felt like I, I I felt like I I missed the radio. I missed I missed the YouTube. Missed, I missed yeah, the, what man, do we do? Yeah. The podcast. The podcast. Yeah, this I, whole I, podcast. And, thing. and um, and 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 and, and I kind of got out of sync a little bit, you know. Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of nice being back in the cave, it's, man. It's is seriously as much fun as we had. It's really good to be back in the cave. It's really good to be back here. I wish I could get it working. Well, it'll it'll work over there. So 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 you you play with it. Let me do this. Let me just get the show going. Do what you got to do. So right? uh, so uh, welcome to to, to, the, to Raiders Fan Radio. Appreciate y'all joining us. So for those of you that are new to the show, and there are many of you, and we get new listeners every week, but uh, especially this past week, uh, we saw quite a bit of a jump, and that's I, I guess because we met so many new people uh, at the draft and met so many members of Raider Nation from all over the country and all over the world. And uh, so thank you to those of you that are listening to us for the first time. So give you a little bit of a background of us and for you old school guys everybody that's in the chat you already know this stuff but uh for anybody new my name is murph uh i started this show with my uh cousin sonny back in 2013 uh the show raiders fan radio and uh it's gone through a couple of different incarnations of of uh of, of raider fandom uh but what that is exactly what we are we are raiders fans and this is a raiders fan show uh we do it because we love it we do it because we love the raiders uh and so uh but and now and really for Gosh, Mosh, I think you may have be coasting, co-hosting the show longer than even Sonny, than the, than the original co-host of it now at this point. So Uncle Mosh has been co-hosting the show with me now for over a year, right? Oh, at least. Is it yeah, been yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel yeah. like last summer maybe, or last early part of summer maybe. I think so. I think but so. But you've been part of it from day one. I so. mean, I've been part of it. I did, yeah. I did a lot of the voiceovers and commercials and, and made fun of you guys and and you know stuff like that <laughs> yeah. just just had a blast with it and just was kind of like that that guy on the periphery you know and, and now you're just the iffery and now i'm just the <laughs> i don't know what that is but <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i like that or not but yeah so i don't know what an uh, iffery i just meant you're more included yeah so, so. It, it's you know it's good to be here and and it, it's kind of funny that that you you talk about that like we as i think about it i'm like you know we haven't introduced ourselves in a long time not a long time we just assume that you know, everybody just kind of, you know, picks up w- with us. It's, uh, you know, uh, assume that the, the iPhone world, yeah, because they, yeah. they don't come with instructions. Thank God I'm a teacher because <laughs> I hand it to a kid and I go, here, make this work. Exactly. You know, yeah, so we haven't, we haven't given our instructions who we are, what we are, what, what, why we do what we do. Where does this whole Dago dungeon and yeah, all this other yeah, all this stuff, stuff come yeah. from? So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what's really cool? What's that? The chat is so active. The chat is awesome. Shout them out, Mosh. The Who chat, you seeing there? Chris Potts, Monster Mash, Ken. What's up? Atticus B. Rock and Bam Raider, Watts Raider, me. Uh, oh, 
the whole bunch. Ron, of course. Ron uh, the Materator. You the know, every, runs the show everybody's now. there. And, and, of course, the overwhelming question to be had, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, is T-shirts. But you're going to get to that in a second. Yeah, we're going to get that in a second. So appreciate everybody joining us. And so, like I said, so it's me and Uncle Mosh here. We do this show just about every week. We do it for my fan cave. We call it Merce Fan Cave. And this is a podcast network where you can hear this show, which is the flagship show, Raiders Fan Radio, often referred to as RFR. So anytime you see RFR, that's me and Uncle Mosh. And it's our, our fan show about the Raiders. Uh, we also have two other shows, though, on the network, on the Murph's Fan Cave Network. That is Mondays with Mikey and Murph. That's a show I do with Mikey Raider, who is an OG famous Raider YouTuber. Uh, he and I do a show every week during the season, and then once a month in the off season, we call that Mondays with Mikey and Murph. Uh, the The YouTube version of that show is on his channel, and then we put the audio version here on our podcast network. Uh, and then the last show on our on our network is called the Fan Club Blitz, and that is put on by the guys from the New Jersey chapter of the Black Hole. That is Chuck Splatterhead McCann, uh, Tom, and Fitz, and those three guys uh, not only talk a lot of things about the Raiders but they talk a lot about rock and roll they talk about beer they talk about all kinds of fun stuff um, but the crux of it is that they interview other fan clubs from around the country right um, right mostly other Raider fan clubs, but occasionally we'll branch out uh, to an opposing team or whatever. But, uh, but that's, those are the, the, the three things. Again, those guys are, uh, uh, are members of the New Jersey chapter of the Black Hole, who Uncle Mosh, even Absolutely. though he's never been in New Jersey, is a member of, <laughs> of the New Jersey chapter of the Black Hole. But, um, but yeah, so those are our three shows. So that's what Murph's Fan Cave is. This, again, is the flagship show, Raiders Fan Radio, with Murph and Uncle Mosh. So appreciate all of you uh, that are tuning in. So Uncle Mosh mentioned the chat. You can always see our show live on youtube that's youtube.com slash murph's fan cave and uh and you and we want you to be interactive and that's one of our favorite things about this show is that uh we we interact quite a bit throughout the course of the show with the chat and so please check us out that way or if you want to just check out the audio version only you can search for murph's fan cave and uh subscribe to us in that way and have access to all three shows on the murph's fan cave network all right so enough self-promotion uh later on this show we got a lot of cool stuff that we're going to get to of course, we're going to give out respect. We're going to talk about our episode number. We're going to dive deep into the draft. We got so much stuff to talk about and to cover with the draft. Lots of great audio from the players, from the coaches, from Mike Mayock. Uh, and then our favorite uh, segment every week is called our Sea of Fans Mailbag. And that is when we interact and hear from you. We have lots of great emails from you this week. You can email the show at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. And then you can call the show, 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. Leave us a message, and, uh, and then we'll, we'll play it on the show. And if we play your message three times, you become what we refer to as a made man or a made woman. And that's where Uncle Mosh uh, it references back to that T-shirt there. So that's what Get Made on our T-shirts is, uh, is that you can get made by calling the show three times and leaving a message. There you go. So Get Made. There you go. That's it. Get made. Murph and Uncle Mosh and Raiders Fan Radio RFR. So uh, if you want to buy one of those T-shirts, you can buy one of those shirts at um, uh, RaidersFanRadio.com slash T-shirts. Uh, just go to the RaidersFanRadio.com website and you'll see the tab there and you can drop down and get one of those those shirts. Hey, and any th- go why, ahead. why would they want to buy a T-shirt? Because all, not only do they look cool. We, we, they were pretty, uh, they, they were pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, all of the proceeds go to the Blitnikoff Foundation. So all the money that we raise by selling those shirts, our goal is $2,000 to raise this year 
on Raiders Fan Radio, and we're going to present a check to the Blitnikoff Foundation at the end of the year for 2000 bucks. That's our goal. And uh, so there's two ways that we're raising money. Number one is buy one of those shirts on the RaidersFanRadio.com uh, website, or you can click on the link here on this show to go to NFLShop.com. Anything you buy then through that affiliate link, uh, NFLShop.com gives us a, a little bit of a kickback, sends us a little bit of money back, and we're going to take all that money, we're going to put it all in a, in a hopper, and then at the end of the year, we're going to give it all. Even if we fall short of our goal, doesn't matter. Whatever we earn, whatever we we're, we uh, raise, we're going to give to Blitnikoff Foundation, uh, but again, with the goal of $2,000. All right, Mosh, is that, uh, am I missing anything there? No, I love it. You know, I, I, this is so cool. Uh, on the chat, everybody's in there, man. There's all kinds of people that are that are that are that are coming in. Uh, Clifton Baker just joined us, and of course, I don't know if I gave a shout out to Watts Raider and Tyrone Jenkins, and all these folks are coming in. And and <laughs> and I look, I look at the bottom of the screen. We already got one dislike. <laughs> oh no! What's up with the dislikes, man? I think man? it might have been me. I think I might have clicked the wrong. Oh, stop it! Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) It's like our own show, Mosh. I know, right? So, Mosh, uh, you got to help out the algorithm. Don't, don't. I'm trying. I I don't know what happens. Anyway, all right. Hit some contact info. Let's jump in the show. Oh my goodness! (laughs) You got to dislike us. The stuff that I. You guys are supposed to like us, Mosh. All right, boys and girls, pay attention. You got your old Uncle Mosh here with an update. That's right. I got some stuff for you. Take out a piece of paper, a pencil, a pen. Ah, heck, use your pocket knife and carve the info into your dashboard as you're driving down the highway. First off, you need to like us on our fan page on Facebook. That's right. Go to Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. Don't forget about the Twitter. You know your old Uncle Mashi twits now. That's right. Go to at Raiders Fan Radio. Also, don't forget the Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about our website? That's right, RaidersFanRadio.com. Heck, if you want to, you if you want to, if you want to, you can even email us show at RaidersFanRadio.com or call us on the Raiders Fan Radio Hotline, 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. Don't forget Merv's Fan Cave on the YouTube where you can get all the show links like the Fan Club Blitz with Splatterhead and Fitz. Find all our stuff on podcast providers like Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. All right, did I hit the time limit? Hey, so not a chance, right, Atticus. Atticus says, Moss should do this ad live with the show. Ha ha. <laughs> you know, the funny thing about that, that was a one-take Jake when I it did It sure that. was. Uncle Moss, we call him one-take Jake. He's famous for... Uh, We'll, we'll get these, you know, scripts together for an ad or a promotion or whatever. And then uh, we pass it to Uncle Mosh, man, and he'll nail it on the first take, man. I, we call I, him one take Jake. I don't know if I could do it over and over again. But, no, uh, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah. you know who's really good at that? And I'm gonna this is our first segment here on the show. We're going to give respect. Uh, we don't do props. We don't do shout outs. Nothing wrong with those things. But we like to give a little bit of respect on the show. And actually, someone that's not listed, Mosh, but I had a really cool conversation uh, with, uh, with uh, Kenny from over at the Pillaging Podcast yesterday. Oh, yeah. And uh, I got a lot of respect for those guys, both for him and Che and everything that they do over there. Their show is top notch. Uh, just everything from content, audio quality, everything about the, about those guys is great. Plus, they're just fun to kind of hang with. Um, but uh, Kenny does that. The top of their show 
is a live lead in. Like he does it live every every time and oh, it, nice. and he's a he's a machine, man. Like every time I listen to their show, I always think that like maybe this was the time that he he pre-recorded something, but it doesn't, man. He hits it live every time. So, uh anyways, much respect to those guys. We got some uh, I don't want to give away the farm here, but we got some things going on, Mosh, some cross promotion stuff that we're working on. Uh things I hadn't even talked to you about yet. It's just been so fresh. Uh and some new show ideas that we got cool. going on between uh kind of between the crews, man, between the pods uh the the uh, the crows nest, which is the crows nest podcast network sure, is their network sure. between them and the murph fan cave stuff we kind of got some stuff going on so a lot of synergy between our shows yeah, use a corporate and, term and that's you know and that's it, it, it takes all the oars to keep the boat afloat absolutely you know absolutely. and uh, speaking of boats speaking of boats we got big shirts we forgot to mention that we got the big size oh that yes was one yes of the yes that we got that Good we call. got that we got uh uh kind of zinged on last time we had shirts is that I stopped at double X, which meant I had to do the fat guy stretch every time I put the thing on. And, and those of you that are large, you know what that is. You put your arms in it and you go, uh, 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 and then you go, uh, 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 and then it fits. But now yeah. we got the threes and the four X's. We got so, threes and four X's. Yeah, so you yeah, big yeah. guys, man. Uh, yeah, so everybody's away. cool. Yeah, everybody, I, I, I did no stretching on this one, and I feel good about it. Everybody except for you, Ruben, don't order a shirt because I got one on your way because Ruben is the guy that hooked us up with that sign behind Mosh. Move your head to the left, Mosh. There you go, right there. The one that says, Welcome to Las Vegas Raiders. Ruben got that hey, at the hey. at the unveiling of the of the when the what what? You know how good you know how good you and I are. How's that? Let me tell you how good you and I are. We're really good. Did what just happen? Yes. I wonder if anybody caught it. You go. Move your head to the left, Mosh, and I go right immediately. (laughs) And we were both right because as I'm looking at you on the screen, you went left. Which was the right way. I love it. That's why your mom, Grandma Jenny, used to always say whenever you would say right, she'd say correct. <laughs> so, Grandma Jenny, do I need to turn left here? Correct. Correct. Because you don't say yeah. right, because you confuse people. All right. Oh my gosh, here so, we go. uh, so much respect to uh, to Kenny. Uh, look forward to working with those guys uh, more so, and, and a few other things we got going on. Uh, next up, Mosh. Much respect to the city of Nashville. Oh. I know we we already kind of talked a lot about it, and, and, and I'm going to try to avoid us rehashing stuff that we just talked about in our live stream uh, from from uh, Saturday. But it's kind of hard not to because Nashville. For those of you that hadn't seen it. The official draft uh, attendance was in the range of 600,000 people over three days. And not only was the crowd large, it was incredibly well behaved there were six arrests entirety one of those was a guy that's actually in the nfl another one was a drunk guy that was climbing a fence day one like the the actual incidents incident rate was peanuts compared to the amount of people that were there and then the logistics to get in and out there on day two i went back into town with my kids so we could go around and, and see the nfl draft experience and between the time that we got to the outskirts of downtown parked and in the middle of two hundred thousand people on that day, on that on that second day, was about fifteen minutes. Like it's it was a Unbelievable. dream. Unbelievable. It was so major kudos, major respect to the city of Nashville. Nashville, you rocked, man. And you know what? If if there's another stadium to get built in Nashville, this city is gonna host a Super Bowl. It's that oh yeah. Period end of story. Like it's shown number one, if it doesn't host a Super Bowl, it's definitely gonna host another draft. What people don't realize is is that it there were less arrests in that three-day period than they would have normally. <laughs> and and not only did they have not only did they have our six hundred thousand fans, 
But the Saturday morning before the draft, they had the Music City Marathon and oh, Half yeah. Marathon that had 30,000 runners. Unbelievable. So they had the runners, they, they ran away. We were from Broad Street up to Fifth Avenue, and they started the run at Eighth Avenue and backed them up going towards Broad or, or on Broad Street towards the river. So they were go, running away from where we were right. the other way, and they ran around Nashville, and they ended up in Nissan Stadium, cool. which is where the whole NFL experience was right. at. And there was no issues. It was crazy. It, it was, was so, cool. so cool. And 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 then Saturday night they had a concert at Bridgestone Arena, which is right in the middle of where the draft yeah. was. So there was, I mean, stuff didn't stop. You know, Nashville didn't stop. Everything just it just coexisted. It was amazing. It was amazing. And for yeah. and for the Raiders to be as significant a part of this draft, for those of you that don't know, again, those of you new to the show, Mosh and I are originally from San Jose, California. We now live outside of Nashville, and we brought our, our Raider fandom with us. Um, but the Raiders were, I mean, the team in this draft. Like, it was, you know, whether you agree with every pick or not or whatever, and we're going to get into all that here in a minute, um, but whether you agree, but the Raiders were the central team of this draft. It was Mayock's first draft. It was really Gruden's first big draft yep. because he didn't have the influence of McKenzie or anything. The three picks in the first round, their movement early in the second round. Like that a lot of the draft hinged on what our Raiders did and the fact that it happened down the road from now where we live. It was the biggest draft ever. It was the biggest event in the in the history of the city of Nashville. And it went off without a hitch. And we had a front row seat for it. I'm telling you, Raider Nation, it was glorious, man. It, it, your move, Vegas, you know, one of our good friends, uh, Namone, down in Vegas, um, I put up a post on Twitter earlier this week, some, just kind of something that was like based on the attendance and whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he wrote and he, he sent back a, 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 a GIF or GIF, whatever you pronounce it, of the Bellagio Fountains. And he, and he said, hold my beer. Like, okay, we got this next. Like, Vegas. Nice. Hey, you're Move Vegas. And you know what? We'll be there to see it. And oh, I yeah. look forward to it. But you know what? Hey, you better accept that challenge because I'm I'm not kidding. Man. Nashville pulled off the party of the century, man. It was amazing. It was, it it was, was freaking in terms of the NFL anyway. I mean, it was just, it was amazing. So anyways, um, so major and, props. And we had the largest by far. And it, it, it it's un, inarguable. You, you can't, the Raider Nation was the largest impact crowd-wise of anybody. Yeah, the Cheeseheads were there. Yeah, there was, you know, there was, there was well, a lot of we, Titan fans, obviously. A, well, obviously. Yeah, yeah, obviously but, that. But there was, what was funny is there was a lot of Titans fans because there's so many people that have transplanted to Nashville that a lot of the Titans fans were wearing their other jerseys. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And it, even though they were Titans fans, and we knew that after the Titans had their last pick of the first round, and I and I said, "Oh to my you gosh, and Q, you called go, that one." I go watch the mass exodus after the Titans fans, and forty thousand of them turned around after that pick and split, and they weren't all wearing Titans jerseys. That's true. That's true. So, you know, yeah. so uh, and I'm not nothing, nothing against Titans. No, I'm not knocking Titan fan it's, at it's all. One but, yeah. of our like our second favorite team, but. They're, they're, they tend to be a lot of transplants and yeah. some fair weather fans, you know, still have some, some loyalty to their other teams, you sure. know? So, but yeah, anyway. but it was, it was legit, man. So that was one of the things that was neat about it. And again, I hate to rehash stuff, but we already said, but it's, it was so unique, man. I can't not, uh, hit on it one last time. 
that I've never been to an event that big with that diverse of a fan base in terms of team support. Like you go to an away game and it's your team and the home team. Or even if you go to a Raider game at home, it's not very many visiting fans that come to a Raider. They know better than to come to Oakland wearing a Jets jersey. But there are some. Um, but, there, but again, you see kind of two fan bases and the occasional you know idiot running around in a Niner jersey or whatever. But, but really, it's two teams represented. The middle of all of this, there were all 32 teams, including those two Cardinals fans. Like, there was every single team represented. And it was a really, really amazing dynamic. And like Mosh says... Raider Nation held it down, man. There was uh, only second to, to the to Titan fan in terms of, of total numbers. And so next up on this list of respect I want to give, I want to give her a lot of respect to Gorilla Rilla. Oh. And, uh, and, and I want to give respect at the same time to Music City Raider Nation because both of those, uh, not only Gorilla Rilla and his crew, um, but also Bam Raider and Music City Raider Nation, uh, Gorilla Rilla, um, that first day we were there, we saw him outside the suit, and it took us all a minute to be like, is that, we oh my gosh, we, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was like, holy crap, and so what, after we recognized him, and then he went and suited up and came back, and it was a swarm, and it wasn't, it wasn't just Raider fans, it was a swarm of Every fan wanted a picture with Gorilla Rilla as because he's the coolest. Him and Wayne uh, Mabry, the the violator, the two coolest super fans in the history of super fans. So anyway, so it was it was an amazing scene there. Uh, he and his crew were super cool. We hung out with them for uh, a good little while there that mm-hmm. first day and had a great time. And so uh, much love to them and, and a lot of props to uh, to Gorilla Rilla and his crew. And then yeah, and then Bam Raider from Music City Raider Nation. I'm wearing the shirt, which hey. Look, we've we've seen a lot of cool Raider Booster Club logos, and we've gotten a lot of cool shirts. Mosh has got the one from Central Texas up there behind him that our buddy Raider Homer uh, uh, dropped those shirts on us this week. Uh, we put that up there. But this one from Music City Raider Nation incorporating the Jack Daniels logo, man, this thing is tight. This I I, I freaking love it. So, um, but aside from the logo, Bam Raider is a is an awesome. Um, a supporter and awesome uh, representative of, of Raider Nation. Uh, he, he's active military. I hope you don't mind me saying that. Uh, so much respect to him for that as, as well. And and the group of, of folks that he's got together to represent the Raiders here in Music City, they're awesome, man. And we hung out with them a bunch on Saturday night at the, at the official meetup, at the Raider Nation meetup. And there wasn't just Music City Raider Nation. It was guys from Memphis. It was people from all over the place, frankly. Um, but, but the organizers were the Music City folks. And uh, again, a lot of respect to them they did an amazing job and uh man raider nation for those of you that didn't get a chance to attend the draft uh make it a point man next time because it doesn't matter where it's at and you know that we represent globally better than any other team there is but it was evident this week at the draft uh so i I could not be prouder of our fan base could not be prouder to be a raider fan as always and mosh it was just it was amazing you got any final words before we move on man you're you're right uh I mean, we, and, and all the cool people that we ran into. I mean, we we were we had we had more darn fun talk and 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 bantering and kidding and joking with other fan bases and just. I mean, we just had a blast. It was just, it's just such an awesome vibe. We were we at uh, at our last podcast. We were talking about the coolest sporting things that we've ever done, and I was saying that being with in the middle of two hundred thousand people for thirteen hours on on Thursday in the pouring rain at times it, it does it didn't matter none of that mattered it was still one of the coolest sporting events i've ever been to 
where there was no sporting events. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was just, nobody but, scored, but everybody was talking football. It was <laughs> yeah. so much fun. That was cool. Yeah, that so. was cool. All right. Well, last up, just forget a little bit of respect, just real quick. Uh, I told the story last week about meeting Brockman and Del Tufo from the Rich Eisen show, and they were kind enough to drop a radio ID on us. And I can't thank those guys enough, man. They're the best. What's up? It's Brockman from the Rich Eisen Show. And it's Del Tupo from the Rich Eisen Show. You're listening to Murph and Mosh on Radio Radio. Radio. Yes! (laughs) All right. (laughs) We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, that was uh, right. In, right. In the, uh, there's a little bit of contravesty. There's a little with, bit of uh, a, that's we're right, talk a about caveat that to that story. All right, so uh, episode number 128 <laughs> of Raiders Fan Radio. We always like to tie back uh, something significant in terms of the Raiders back to our episode number. And uh, this is episode number 128. Notice I said the word significant, not always good news. And for those of you that accuse us of being Raider apologists, bootlickers, Derek Carr, un, uh, un, un, uh, unapologetic support, whatever it may be, and we embrace all those terms, by the way, because I'm all in for the Raiders. Sorry if you're not. Um, but uh, it, but it doesn't mean we always report the good news, man. And, and so episode number 128, uh, we're going to use a yardage total, which we've done a few times. And uh, Uncle Mosh, back in 2017, on September 24th, the Raiders played in a Sunday night football game against the Washington Redskins. The Raiders were 2-0 and at the time. Uh, we were Super Bowl favorites, or at least in the discussion, based on the 2016 performance. Uh, we then showed up in Washington on Sunday night football and turned in 128 yards of total offense. This was when it all kind of went the wrong way. Like... Everything was trending upward. Everything was looking good. We were, we had saw the Titan. We saw the Raiders beat the Titans in Nashville. We then thumped the Jets in Oakland. That was Marshawn dancing on the sidelines. Like, remember how great everything was? Yeah. Until this game in Washington. And so the reason that I bring it up was that that was be- the beginning of the downfall, not only of that season, but of Jack Del Rio. That and everything that's kind of gone downward until now when it's starting to tick back up and now why is it starting to tick back up mosh it's because we have all these damn draft picks because we yep. we moved on from a couple of players that allowed us and based on our record allowed us this this bounty of picks and based on that bounty of picks we have now what we all believe started to now turn the corner because when you look at what we've been able to assemble talent wise in free agency and in the draft Based on the beginning of this demise that happened on this this night on the twenty fourth in Washington, uh, that's what's really going to enable enabled the team and the and the front office to then hopefully turn the corner. Just to give you an idea, so those two guys, the two guys I won't mention their names, uh, the one that wore eighty nine, the one that wore fifty two, uh, that night one of those guys had a sack, the other one had one catch for six yards, like okay, so th- we we parted ways with those guys for this bounty of picks. Like that was their performance for that night. Also, the uh, the the uh, the offensive coordinators and the and the the head coaching staff that night that everyone wants to celebrate what they did in 2016. Well, in this night in 2017, they ran the ball nine times, Mosh, nine <laughs> times with running backs. You know what I mean? Like 128 yards of total offense, and most of that was check down trash yardage at the end of the game. Like, look, this things were not pretty, and this was the beginning of them not being pretty. But now. 
We're going to turn the corner. And so uh, with that bounty that I mentioned, with all of that, I heard something this week that I thought was very apropos. Uh, you hear us talk a lot about NFL Network. I love Good Morning Football. Uh, that The whole crew, Nate, uh, Kay, uh, Kyle Brandt is hilarious. And then uh, the, the fourth one of that squad is Peter Schrager. And Peter Schrager had a pretty cool rundown about the bounty of picks that the Raiders had for this year's draft. The Raiders. Okay. Right? We here at our financial asset company look at the numbers, and we have lampooned and mocked them for trading Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper for months. But do they actually do okay? Let's see what saving the money on Khalil Mack and saving the money on Amari Cooper helped the Raiders do this offseason. Now that it's kind of all said and done, and we still have picks from next year, let's just look at some of the talent the Raiders were able to bring in. Antonio Brown, Tyro Williams, Trent Brown, Vontez Burfick, Lamarcus Jr., those are starters. And then in the draft, you get Cleveland Farrell. But then Josh Jacobs is that Khalil Mack pick. Jonathan Abram, I'm sorry, the Amari Cooper pick. Jonathan Abram, Trayvon Mullen, Hunter Pedro. Hey. All these guys are going to play. <laughs> Kyle, so if the Raiders missed the playoffs with Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper, and they had to pay them eventually what those That's guys fair. wanted, and they get this bounty of talent, both young and old, are we so sure that the Raiders botched the Mari Cooper uh-huh. and Khalil Mack? Uh, now it's finally st- like what we've been screaming from the rooftops forever, Mosh, is that all this stuff was in completely intentional and was leading us to a to a result, right? And we're finally Absolutely. now arriving. Absolutely. Guess what? National media is starting to finally catch up. <laughs> And now for something completely different. And of course, something completely different. I love it. Uh, Chris Rubio in the chat. Leave it to Murph to make a huge positive out of a nasty negative. Of course, because that's what we do. Not only that, but let me tell you something else. What you missed, Murph, and you're a number guy. We I don't do guy. math, we don't but do math. you're a number guy. Yeah. So what's the number? What's our episode? 128. 12 minus 8 is 4. Derek Carr, number 4. I'm a homer. There it is. This is the Derek Carr. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Hey, how can... I don't don't make this stuff up. You don't make this stuff... I don't change math. Math stays the same. You know what? And and look, we said it a couple shows ago. We're not going to talk about this as who's the quarterback. If you don't think that, like, remember, so how many how many months now have we been telling you? Ignore all these haters. Ignore everything everybody's yep. been saying about Derek Carr. We're not going to draft a quarterback. If we do, it'll be at a late round at best. We didn't draft one at all. Like, th- if they, we if, don't need him. We don't need him. Like, if this doesn't, if this. I hope this experience for you, Raider Nation, has done uh, at least this. Don't trust what the national media tells you for the most part. You want to trust people like Jerry McDonald, Matt Schneidman, Scott Winter, right? Vic Tafer. Those are the people that you want to trust. All these other blowhards, man, none of them, none of them are, are telling you the truth. They're telling they're, they're expressing an agenda because they want your money and they get your money by getting your clicks. Moss, let's talk more about the draft. Here is the latest draft. There's a draft! Today's our draft! Watch out for drafts. This is the NFL draft. The first draft. Look, I'm into a draft. He's going pro in the draft. You're going to the draft? Surefire first round draft pick. Draft looks solid. Good luck with the draft. <laughs> they drafted me. Apparently you were drafted. I drafted you. I got drafted. Another successful draft. Yeah. 
shallow draft. Draft picks. It's my third draft. You only get drafted once. Well, it's draft day. Let's talk about the draft. This is going to be the worst draft yet. It's our draft. If you draft me in the first round. Number one draft choice, signed a big contract. Excellent draft. Nash Bildy, Nash Bildy, Nash Bildy. All right, hey. so let's go, go ahead, Mark. Chris Potts is killing me. <laughs> okay. He's on today, buddy. Okay. He says, uh, I find it funny how Mel Kuyper mocked our, our first pick, then came out Monday when the draft was over, and he's got us winning the <laughs> AFC yeah, West. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how these knuckleheads start changing their tune, man. Oh. It's like, you know what's funny is that these guys, they don't have, and, I, and I've talked about this before, is that they don't have a vision for big picture because they're prisoners of moments and they're prisoners of recency because that's all they know because they're covering 32 teams yep. or in a lot of these cases, they're covering multiple sports. So they, they're not locked into the Raiders every single day like you are, Raider Nation, like Mosh and I are like everybody in our chat is we're all locked into the Raiders we know every little every time Derek Carr uploads a YouTube video or somebody attends a practice or makes a phone call or shows up like we know about all this stuff because this is all that we're consuming I can't tell you about what the freaking Buffalo Bills did yesterday I don't know but broke it, a table <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. Somebody got somebody <laughs> shotgun a beer and ran into a bus. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like you know what I'm saying? But like, I don't know what those teams are doing. I don't know because that's not what I follow. Well, you think about somebody like even like guys that I, I respect a lot, like Dan Patrick. He's he's got to cover everything. So what's yep. he going to do? He's going to hit the low hanging fruit, man. So that's why you can't trust what these guys are doing. I'm not. It's not that they're not. In, it's not that they're incompetent. Murph, you already got the sizzler. Let's go. All right. So <laughs> thanks, talk Mosh. to me about the bounty. Thanks, Mike. Well, okay, let's talk about the bounty. I do want to shout out the chat though. Uh, Sonar River, uh, Watts Raider, Freddie Chavez, Chris Rubio, as Mosh mentioned, Chris Potts, Raider Homer, the Raider Homer. You rock, dude. It was great meeting you the other day. Uh, Joseph Morales, Joe Jackson, Freddie Chavez. I uh, can't scroll up. I'm missing anybody there. Joe Duran, uh, Watts Raider. I don't know if you said that. Awesome, man. Appreciate you guys joining us in the chat and uh, always appreciate the interaction for sure. Keep it coming, please. Uh, okay, so let's get into the bounty of picks. All right, so first off, and, and again, we're not going to hit too hard on the, the picks we already talked about, the ones that came in. Our live show last week was on Saturday, so we already knew rounds one and two. Right, so we right. kind of really dove in on those. We're going to hit more so on the latter picks. Um, but I think that it is important for us to at least revisit uh, the the Cleveland the Cleveland Farrell pick, or as uh, Q Dog says, man, his name's Cleveland. Uh, so, <laughs> so let's let's revisit the Cleveland Cleveland Farrell. Um, you know, look, the Raiders drafted a theme: high football IQ, high character passion for the game like that's what they're looking for that's the foundation that they're which they're building on and and Farrell was their guy now the criticism is ultimately now has been well it's not so much that the Raiders took Farrell it's where they took him well if you're a suit on a tv show and you you think that the Raiders took him too high but if the Raiders have him graded out as that's their guy, then did they really? Because that's that's the guy that they wanted, and that's the guy that they got. Then who cares where they got him? And you know what else is funny, too, is that one of those guys that used to be a suit on one of those shows was Mike Mayock, and Mike Mayock's input last year would have been Cleveland Farrell's a top-five pick. You know what I mean? So <laughs> now we're getting real meta here, right? Right, right, right. Um, but my, but my, my point to this is, is that 
look, the criticism was, did they draft him too high? And everybody said, well, they should have traded back. Well, I'm one of those guys. And, and we all talked about that, that if it wasn't going to be Josh Allen, that we wanted the Raiders to, to drop back. But the Raiders didn't have an opportunity to drop back. You have to have a dance partner. You have to have somebody that wants to trade with you. And look, if the surprise of the draft, it, it, it leaked out, remember, that the Raiders were going to make a surprise pick. Maybe that came from one of them scouts that got sent home. Yep. And because they were reported as making a surprise pick, maybe that took away their ability to make a move to move back. Now you want to know why they sent the scouts home? It's not because of dysfunction. It's because maybe somebody freaking tipped their hand a little bit and it pissed them off. And I don't blame them. They should have sent them fools home. Yep. Um, but anyways, but look, Farrell was the guy. He was their guy. Where are they drafting him? We're all going to forget about it if he goes out and gets 10 sacks this year. No one's going to give a almost yeah, 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 yeah. no, no one's going to give a right. crap where he was drafted uh if he does that but anyway so let's listen to uh mike mayock on uh, of course you know we're loosely affiliated now with the rich eisen show mosh i don't know if you well, knew yeah, that. yeah we got our, we got the connection we got the connection so let's listen to mike mayock on the rich eisen show talking about cleveland Farrell. what'd you like about Farrell, cleveland Farrell, that you chose him above uh, all the others that you could have had right there yeah you know for us um he's a three down player and we felt like uh, some of the, the top edge guys may not be ready yet to set a physical edge. And um, so for, as far as the football piece of it, he fits our scheme. He's a three-down defensive end. He sets a physical edge, and, and he's got big sack production. Um, you know, if you want to take a shot at him, do you say, is he as athletic as some of the other kids? Um, maybe not. He didn't run a 40. Don't know what he ran. Uh, at the end of the day, were we open to moving down, knowing we could still get him? Absolutely. But that didn't materialize. Uh, but the bottom line was we knew going in that he was going to be our guy. And whether it was at four or seven, eight, ten, whatever, he was going to be our guy. And we're excited we got him. Now, on the flight out to Nashville, Mike, I was watching uh, the NFL Network, and, and they were showing our draft coverage from last year in Dallas and the Browns are on the clock, and I throw to you, and the first thing you say is that you're looking forward to hearing who this person is for many reasons from the Browns, but it's John Dorsey's first pick as the general manager there, and as the first pick of a general manager, you need to set a tone, and then you you started describing what that means for a first-time general manager, and I, I as soon as I saw all, you know, all the producers there that you know so well, I'm like, we got to pull that sound because... This is this is Mike Mayock talking about what a general manager is going to do first time out, and you had that selection in Farrell. How does that kid fit that soliloquy that you gave last year about a first-time GM setting the stage? He's 100% what I was talking about a year ago. Uh, a moment ago, I talked about him as a football player, but just as important, if not more so, is the makeup of the kid. And I think what you're trying to do, Rich, is two things. You're trying to be consistent throughout the draft with the type of kid you're bringing into the building. But that first pick for me as a new GM, I felt like it was important to set a tone. And John Gruden and I talked a lot about this. And, you know, since the day I walked in the building, John and I have talked about foundation players. And to me, foundation is defined as talent and character. And underneath character has to be a high football passion, a love of the game. And that's where Farrell stood out on top of Cleland Farrell, the football player. He's a leader. He was one of, I think, nine kids 
His father had passed when he was 13. He had been through adversity. When you talk to the Clemson players that won that national championship, and we talked to a bunch of them, obviously. Yes. <laughs> uh, we, and we asked who was the leader of that defense. Every single guy said Clee Farrell. So the message we sent, I think, to our own team was how important these foundation guys are. You better be, you, you better be a leader. You better be great in the locker room. And, and you better be a damn good football player. Man, you know, you can't build anything. I don't care if it's freaking Legos or a football team. You can't do it without a foundation. Absolutely. And if you got a foundation of guys, young men with passion and character that people on their, their national championship winning team look up to, the Ted Hendricks award winning guy. What, yeah, right. Uh, I'm sorry. I, you know, we laughed and we kidded you and I and, and Q uh, about uh, how I was excited about the pick. And I was and I was talking you guys off the ledge, you know, and, and I'm like, no, man, you don't get national recognition like the Hendricks Award for being a slouch. Yeah. You know, Great this point. guy's a stud and he's going to prove he's a stud. Uh, I'm with everybody else, man. That's that's uh, all of us that we didn't know who he was. We all Googled him. We about wore, we all wore down we all wore down Google after the at the fourth pick, but this guy's the real deal. And those of us that remember the national championship game, oh yeah, oh yeah, he oh, was yeah. dominant. There's a yeah, reason absolutely. Clemson played in that game. Yeah, exactly, you know? and there's yeah, and and you know, and you don't just. Here's the other thing that we were talking about too, because obviously the Raiders drafted a bunch of Clemson players. They didn't just win the national championship; they roughed up Alabama. Like Alabama, yep. the perennial contender, the perennial favorite to win it every single year, the the most the most talented, the best coached. Like nobody thumps Alabama. Like if you Alabama may lose once in a while, but no one just goes out there and molly whoops nope. Alabama nope. like these guys did. And so, look, I, I'm a big like you take them all. We can be Clemson West. Okay. I Works mean, for me. Absolutely. So, uh, so speaking of Alabama, uh, the next pick was Josh Jacobs. We rhapsodized a lot about oh Josh Jacobs. Gosh. You already kind of heard our, 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 our take on him, and I think that was a unanimous uh, you, you know, move there. Now, today, Mosh, some developing news. I don't know if you saw this or not, but Isaiah Crowell, uh, the uh, running back we signed in free agency, uh, he went down with, a, I think it was an ACL. Uh, so he's out for the season. So um, we already knew Josh Jacobs was going to be our feature back. Uh, they've brought Doug Martin back. So Dougie Fresh rejoins the Raiders. Uh, there was some talk about Marshawn okay. coming out of retirement. Uh, we're going to talk about Marshawn retired officially the day we were on our way down to the right, draft. Right. So uh, Marshawn retired. And for those of you listening, I'm doing finger quotes. We're going to save our, our fish. We're going to do a little thing on Marshawn later, but we're going to save our official Marshawn send-off party for when we finally get to week one and he's not in uniform. Like, I'm not trusting that he's retired until that happens. Uh, but anyways, but Doug Martin comes back. Uh, Crowell, man, sad, man, 26 years old. I mean, he was he was going to, uh, you know, stood to, to feature prominently in this offense, even despite drafting Jacobs. But now with Jacobs, uh, or with, with him going down, this is Josh Jacobs' show. Him and Chris Warren, man. I mean, I think Doug uh, Doug Martin is brought on as a, as an insurance policy, and just like maybe Richard is as well. Uh, this is going to be. I'm I'm excited about Warren. I, I think Chris Warren's awesome. If this could be our uh, Wheatley Crockett 
or you know kind of matchup or even uh, charlie garner uh zach crockett type of thing where you know josh gets the majority of the of the of the carries he's the, th- the the three down guy he's the guy that you know can catch out of the backfield he's got some moves to him and then you know on uh uh when we got uh you know first and goal from the one you turn around and you hand it to chris warren jr the third and his 260 pound big ass and he'd <laughs> pounds in the end zone you know what i mean so that's kind of what where i'm thinking this this could go i think it would be awesome so anyway hey let's go to the uh let's go to the other cam here and let's see if that helps us with our audio there just Uh-oh. for a hot sec okay uh they said they said the uh, chat saying that when we go to your cam uh how's my guys um so um you know one of the things that's really cool um we're gonna and, and we're and we're gonna be talking a lot about josh jacobs we're going to be talk- We're going to be talking about him, uh, hopefully for a long time. It's a great story. He's a, a super kid. We're going to get all kinds of. Uh, we're going to get all kinds of excitement about that. It's it's going to be it's going to be a whole. Uh, it's going to be a whole another game, so to speak, uh, this year. And I'm fired up about it. But I'm really fired up about J.J. Abrams. <laughs> I didn't know that he was coming from movies to play ball. I didn't even know he had any eligibility left. You know, this is the guy. This is a guy from Star Wars and Lost and Star no, Trek. Mosh, Mosh. And, yeah? Mosh, it's not J.J. Abrams. It's Jonathan Abram. Oh. Never mind. Jonathan Abrams. I mean, he was great when he was here. He was so convincing in everything that he said and did. I remember off camera, I kind of walked him over and we exchanged numbers. And he, he kind of sized me up. It was like, I'd lock you down in your prime. And I'm yeah, like, what? what? That, that's you? And then we did a little one over right here. here on the it was amazing. I loved it. And the simple fact that he went to the Raiders of all places. Yeah. Can you imagine as a running back, you slip past the linebackers, you're like, whoo, I just got past perfect. And then, bam, mm. Abrams hits you. <laughs> how about that so uh if the, I, for those of you that are on the youtube stream and telling us that the mic is messed up when it's on my cam uh it, let me know if it still keeps doing it and if it does it repeatedly then i'll just stick on the other okay, so i just won't put my mug on here and we'll just keep it on uh the fan cam and uncle mosh here okay so mississippi state another good school man another another good school and and jonathan abram Man, he is a stud too. He, he is man. Just another, He's a another missile man. And what does it say? It says big, fast man of character. I love it, man. I Absolutely. love it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, uh, great stuff there. So, I'm, I'm excited about that one. I know you are too, Mosh. And we talked a lot about the Raiders kind of return to glory at the uh, at the safety spot. Um, all right, it says he's still doing it there. So, all right, we'll just go from the fan cam then and uh, uh, between Juan uh, uh, Monty and then uh, and then Uncle Mosh, of course. Um, all right, so we go back to Clemson for uh, in the second round, Mosh, uh, for pick number 40 overall. And we pull Trayvon Mullen uh, out of Clemson, which is which is great. He, again, talk about the national championship game. Uh, he had a uh, he had an interception in that game, picked off Tua, and so that was uh, that was awesome. Uh, the next one that I'm excited about, though, Mosh, is somebody that we didn't talk about at the live stream because we were uh, on the air during this pick, and that is uh, Max Crosby. Defensive end out of uh, Eastern Michigan. So this is uh, the fourth pick in the fourth round. Now, this guy, Mosh, is quick. He's got crazy fast hands. He's got a relentless motor, high motor guy, uh, to use a, a scouting term there. The guy is freaking awesome. And also, 
He sounds like he's a little bit of a personality. He sounds great on the phone. <laughs> and so what we did during the draft, when we, when we covered the first picks, we uh, Raiders.com this year did a really cool thing where they played the call. They played the, the phone call from uh, Gruden and Mayock to the players when they got picked. And uh, some of this is gold, man. And the one that where they called Max Crosby is fantastic. And here's how it went. Hello? Yes, yeah, Max there. Yes, sir. Hey, Max, this is John Gruden with the Oakland Raiders. How's it going? It's going great, Coach. Hey, uh, I got to get after Mahomes, man. We got to get after Philip Rivers, man. This is a tough division. Can, are, you that, are you that guy number 92 that's raising hell? <laughs> yes, sir. I'm ready. Yes, will, you come out, hey, will you come out here? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm the guy. I promise. All right, great. I'm going to turn the card in. I'm going to make you an Oakland Raider. And I want you. I want you to help me now. We got we got Cleveland Farrell in the first round. I'm getting Mad Max Crosby in the fourth round, and I'm expecting you to come in here and lead the league in effort, brother. Yes, sir. You already know. But hey, congrat! Hey, congratulations! It's a great day for you. We cannot wait to to meet you and get you get you rolling here, man. <laughs> Thank you so much, coach. All right, brother. I'm gonna put the Mike Mayock, our general manager, on. It's a great day for us. Uh, we, we, we have a strong feeling that you're one of the best sleepers in football, man. So enjoy the day, and uh, uh, here's Mike Mayock. Congratulations, Max. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Yo, Mad Max, what's happening, man? Mike Mayock. Mr. Mayock, nice to talk to you. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm so excited. Dude, I've been watching your tape all fall. I've been grabbing Gruden and yelling at him about Mad Max Broad. Okay. <laughs> I, I got one job for you in addition to being the best you can be. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, John Gruden's son is named Deuce Gruden. And okay. He's our strength coach, and he's a national powerlifting, international powerlifting champion. He's the strongest sucker I've ever been around. Okay, I'm going to put you next to him, and you're going to work your ass off. Do you promise me? Hey, coach, I promise. I promise. Because you got to get stronger, right? I know, I do. You you know that, right? You got to set a physical edge, and nothing will stop you once you get more powerful. You fi- you feel me? Yes, sir. All right, dude. All right. So my favorite part of that is at the end when Gru- or when Mayock drops. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. So what do you think, Mosh? The Mad Max Crosby uh, pick. I there. just I just love. We're gonna have somebody named Mad Max. I know, right? Patrolling out there. Come on. <gasps> Come on. I'm telling you. And if J.J. Abrams directs the next Mad Max movie, it's going to come full circle. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's, it's just, no, but we, but we need that. We, we need, need that. that. I like. We you know what? I like the guy. You got somebody that's young. He's hungry. And it, look, he's a developmental player, right? You heard it right there. They're going to match him up with Deuce Gruden. They're going to expect him to get stronger. And, and that's going to take some time. But, you know, like I, he's got the other physical traits and the other right? physical gifts that like you can get stronger. Like you can, that's easy. Like anybody can get stronger. You just got to put the work in. Yeah. Like the natural talent, the natural ability, the God-given ability, that's already there. And the motor is there. The want to is there. That's the stuff that you can't coach and you can't, you know what I mean? Like you can't work out your heart. You either, you either got some dog in you or you don't. You don't. You know what I mean? And so he's got it. And so I'm excited about, about him. So, uh, all right, next up, uh, we're going to go to, uh, 
Houston, uh, where cornerback Isaiah uh, Johnson is drafted out of Houston. Uh, so last time we drafted a Houston uh, cornerback, it was in the first round. It was DJ Hayden. Uh, so hopefully this one's going to work out a little better. Uh, and this is cool. So they, not only did the Raiders um, put out there when they when these players got the calls, but also the players put out messages to Raider Nation. And so let's hear from Isaiah Johnson. What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy Isaiah Johnson checking in live. Just here to tell y'all I'm excited to be an Oakland Raider. Can't wait to meet the team. Can't wait to be in the city. Can't wait to get to work. It's time to get to it. Let's get these wins. Just win, baby. All right. Hey, he's okay in my book. He knows it's just win, baby. It's just win, baby. Yeah. That's it. That's Somebody it. did their homework. Somebody did their homework. Right on. Yeah. So that was cool. So, um, Welcome, Isaiah. And uh, all right, next up, Mosh, is round four. We pick uh, uh, with the 35, uh, pick 35 of round four, 137 overall. We get Foster Moreau, uh, who's a tight end out of Louisiana State and, uh, you know, known to be a blocking tight end. Uh, so I think there's a, a couple things here. Uh, one is that one of the critics criticisms of the Raiders was their uh, – they didn't – actively seek out uh, someone to replace Jared Cook. So as prolific as Jared Cook was in our offense, um, there's nobody that's been drafted nor signed in free agency that's going to rival his athleticism and pass-catching ability and production on offense. So here's what I think on that is that I think there's going to be a lot said for Darren Waller. I think Darren Waller has the athletic makeup and the playmaking ability to fit that role. So I think that it's not that the Raiders didn't address it. I think that they've already got somebody in-house that they really like. And and I know he didn't play much last year, but when you look about when he did last year, Raider Nation, Waller can I mean, I don't want to rhyme here, but Waller's a baller, man. Like, the guy can play. He's big. He's fast. He's got good hands. Like, that's your pass-catching tight end for this year. Plus, the reliance on the tight end is going to be much less than it was. Last year, Jared Cook was the best offensive player we had in terms of of pass-catching. Well, now guess what? Josh Jacobs can catch the ball out of the backfield. Oh, yeah, we got the best wide receiver in football. Oh, yeah, we got Tyra Williams, who, when is a a featured wide receiver, can catch over uh, uh, 1,000 yards in a season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got J.J. Nelson who can blow the top off of a defense. Oh, yeah, we just drafted somebody else here in a minute we're going to talk about. Like, there's a lot more weapons going on. We don't need somebody like Jared Cook anymore. Last year, we needed him. Yeah. And it still wasn't enough, right? And we got Foster Moreau. Is He's 6'6", 256 pounds, and he's going to be 22 next week. This big dude, man. This guy has got a long career ahead of him, and, and what a stud. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I mean, what a great pick. What a great pick. pick. Now, now look, the only criticism that I have of Foster Moreau is this. Mosh, we're not talking personality plus here. God bless him. I'm sure he's a nice kid. I'm sure he's a nice kid. And, and we actually met him at the senior bowl. Uh, and, and would love to talk to him here on the show, but, uh, yeah, his call from coach was like, Hey coach. Thank you. (laughs) Glad to be a Raider. See you at camp. Like it was like it was not really so in terms of audio dynamic, not a ton going on. No, but he's like, hey, let me get let me get on the field. Let me me show you what six six two fifty six can do. Bingo. Absolutely. Good call there. All right. So uh but personality plus though, and this is one that I'm I'm kind of fired up about. You know, in watching Clemson play over these past few years and watching them be as dominant as they have been in college football, Mosh, one of the names that jumps out on their offense has been Hunter Renfro. Yep. That, like, he's like a bigger version of your Wes Welker, Julian Edelman type guy. He's a slot receiver, but he's kind of he's kind of big for he's not five eight, like he's not a little guy. Um, so I'm kind of excited about Renfro. Uh, I think that he, that that could be one of those ones where we absolutely stole somebody late. This could be one of those guys. 
Granted, you're talking like 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 sixth round, like like or fifth round, like Brady kind of a yeah, guy. Yeah, well, I mean, he's he was number one forty nine overall, so he's the eleventh pick in the fifth round, man, like that for a national champion. And look, not only is he a national champion, but this is a guy that featured prominently in their offense for like numerous years. It wasn't like he just had like one good year. So I think this 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 guy is going to be great, man. Now, I don't know what what the intangibles are. What was it on film that that didn't show up and represent to the scouts in terms of what they look for and why he he got drafted so low? But all I know is this is as a fan, when you turn on a Clemson game and they're winning championships and uh, you know winning in the ACC and winning all He's one of the guys that's scoring. He's one of the guys that's getting open. He's one of the guys that's producing in their offense and leading to all those victories. So I don't know what all that, what's the, the, the exact particulars of what the scouts are looking for. All I know is this guy's winning all the time. Yeah. Like, and what, you know what I like about him? When you, when you look him up and you look up stuff about him, it says, you know, wide receiver. And, and I, I love what it says. Uh, I think it was Wikipedia or something that said return specialist. Yeah. This is this is an exciting guy to watch. Absolutely. This is going to be one of those guys that are going to be like, "Oh, kick the ball to him." Yeah. Let Absolutely. him let him get that ball. So, it's going to be fun. Great point, Mosh. And so he got the call. Now he was pretty good. So, we're going to hear uh Hunter Renfro get the call from Gruden. Hey, Hunter. Hey. This is John Gruden with the Oakland Raiders. How you doing, man? Good. How are you doing? Hey, we just made a trade in the in the draft. We're going to make you a Raider. You you fired up about that? I'm fired up Clemson. I like it. That's great, man. We're, we're killing it at Clemson, man. We're, we're going to bring in Dabo Sweeney next. <laughs> I like it. Listen, I've been tracking you since uh, before the national championship game a couple years ago when Alabama couldn't cover you. You remember that night? I remember that night pretty, pretty well. <laughs> yeah, so we, we've been tracking you really closely. We love watching the way you ran routes at the Senior Bowl. We love who you are as a person. You fit so much the culture we're trying to develop. So I just want you to come in and be you. All right? I will. Yes, sir. All right, just come in there and be you. And, and Mosh, so he got we got a double on this one. Not only did we have the call from uh, uh, from Mayock and Gruden, but also he shouts out Raider Nation. What's up, Raider Nation? Uh, this is Hunter Renfro. Uh, just wanted to say hey and just tell you how excited I am to be um, a Raider. I've I, Kind of my whole life, I'd, I dreamed of playing in the NFL, and I could not think of a better place than – to be in Oakland, and I'm so excited to send uh, the fans of Oakland, the city of Oakland, out um, the right way. And uh, I'm here in, in Clemson right now, but I'm ready to fly out there on Thursday, get to work, meet my new teammates. And for me, it's all about the people. And I'm so looking forward to meeting the coaching staff and meeting um, my teammates and just really just getting to work and valuing each other and just really building the team that's built to last and, and building the team that um, is going to be ready for the moment and uh, ready to um, take on whatever whatever this season throws. And I just can't, can't thank you all enough for kind of accepting me into Raider Nation and, and just ready to go. So let's do it. Heck yeah, we accepted you, buddy. Welcome to welcome to the Silver and Black, Hunter Renfro. Um, all right, Mosh, I got one more for you. Uh, so in... Let's see. So we are now into the seventh round, and with the number 16th pick, number 230 overall, the Raiders draft defensive end out of Prairie View, uh, Quinton Bell. Now, here I got a couple fun things for you on this. So they have this thing on NFL Network, Mosh, where they do they call it Stump the Truck. And that is in the in the in the latter rounds. 
um, they uh, would give Mayock would would come up with somebody or somebody would suggest a player that they would they would challenge the truck the NFL Network broadcast truck to come up with a video or a cut up of the certain player right so the Raiders didn't have a seventh round pick if you remember so the Raiders didn't have a pick all right so they're playing stump the truck on NFL Network okay so Mayock being the former NFL Network employee that he is. Nice. Trades back into the seventh round to draft Quentin Bell out of Prairie View. And guess what? He stumped the freaking truck. Oh. And and that the only reason that they did all that was to stump the truck. And so and so Eisen on the live broad and I wish I had the audio. I don't have it preloaded. But on the on the audio or on the in the show, I uh, Eisen is like Mayock, you just went next, next level. He just went and traded back at just a play, stumped the truck, and freaking stumped him. Okay, so not only does he do that, does that happen, but then Quentin Bell ends up, he's a pretty good kid, and he nails the message to Raider Nation. Hey, Quentin. Yes, sir. This is John Gruden here at the Raiders, man. What's happening? What's going on, Coach? You remember having dinner with me last week? Yes, sir. That was worth, that was worth the trip, wasn't it? Yes, sir. Great, great food. We're getting ready to make our pick here in the seventh round. You want to be a Raider? Yes, sir, I do. I'd love to be a Raider. You're just getting drafted by the Silver and Black, brother. Congratulations. Oh. (laughs) You like that? Yes, sir. You deserve it, man. You really intrigued me out of all the guys in this draft. I ain't ain't seen many guys that go from wide receiver to defensive end and run that fast. But, uh, hey, congratulations. You you are officially drafted by the Oakland Raiders, man. So turn on the TV. Yes, Thank you so much. Oh, All right. man, Isn't that's that great? awesome. So that was the call. I'm sorry, I had two there. So that was the call. And then now here's the message to Raider Nation. Raider Nation, this is Quentin Bell here. I'm excited. My family's excited. Can't wait to get up to Oakland, meet the coaches, and go to work. We can't wait. Raiders! Yeah, baby. He got his family to do yeah, it. Sure, there's about oh. 20 of them there. And they uh, all chant Raiders, man. So like you said, Erline, on the other guy there, uh, I forget who it was, but did their homework. Yeah. Like he knew. And because it wasn't, and they said it right. Because there's a distinct Raiders right, chant. Right, You know what I mean? There's a distinct chant, Raiders. And they nailed it, man. They did great. So uh, yeah. So welcome to the Silver and Black, uh, Quentin Bell. And uh, and so he gets the call. And uh, gosh, Mosh, you know, that was, so that brings us to the end, end of our picks. And, you know, what do you think? Give us, give us your, uh, and we got, we're gonna get to one of the pros here in a sec. But give me your overall of the of the draft from top to bottom for in terms of players. Um, I, I, I gotta, I gotta reiterate what I said earlier. Uh, when I, when it comes to foundation, uh, because we had so many picks that that we were. At, first things first. Raiders think outside the box. Okay. So when we went number four and we picked a guy who wasn't even invited to Nashville, we set a trend here. So nothing was going to surprise us from here on out. Right. But you could see from immediately that they were building on something. Yeah. And and that you got guys of character. You got guys with with good foundations. I mean, it's we have got something that we can work with. And and we have we've talked about it at nauseum that John Gruden was hired on a ten year contract. Yeah, and you know, and and we went through it last year over and over and over again. With you know, it wasn't a great year, but it was the first, you know. And this is number two, 
And this is this. I can't think of a better way to start. Absolutely, I, I mean, great point. I, you know, yep. I, there's not a lot more you can say at this point. These guys are. It's it's up to them. You yeah. know, it's up it's up to the coaches to coach them up and the strength guys to make them stronger and the and everybody to do their part and and we got the parts. We got the parts. Good good point, Mosh. And you know, and not only just this draft, but also in free agency. I mean, the Raiders just nailed it. And you know, we we celebrate a lot what uh, what the Raiders did with, of course, with Antonio Brown and Tyrell Williams and and, and the flashier players. Uh, but you know, signing Trent Brown. Uh, and now reportedly Colton Miller is going to go over there to, to right tackle. You know, look, the, the old saying goes that, you know, your first check is for your house and your second check is for your insurance. Well, we wrote a big check for Derek Carr, and now we're writing insurance checks because when you look at what is going to be now in front of Derek Carr, Trent Brown, 6'8", 380 pounds. Gabe Jackson, 6'3", 335. Rodney Hudson, the little fella. He's only 6'2", 300 pounds. Lester Cotton, 6'4", 324. Colton Miller, 6'8", 309. Like, whoa. The little guy in the, in the, in the group, Hudson, was, was arguably our MVP last year. Oh, yeah. We love that guy. There wasn't a week that we didn't go where we talked about what a great week he had. And he's the little guy on the line. And he's the little guy. And, you know, we, yeah. I, we were talking about with Q-Dog this week because we, we were talking about Rodney Hudson uh, on, on Saturday night, and I said, he's the best player we have. At, and he goes, well, and I go, well, and not including Antonio Brown. Like, and he was like, right. yeah, yeah. So, but, I mean, in terms of players, like, he is the, be- he is the best center probably in football. Uh, uh, and, playing the game and, right now. Yeah, you know what I mean? And so, I, look, you're, I'm with you, Mosh. So, uh, I'm fired up for what the Raiders have done this offseason. Uh, I think that, that, you know, look, I don't know what it's going to uh, equate to in terms of wins. I know it's going to mean more than four. Does it mean playoffs? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. And I'm done setting my expectations high. I uh, learned that lesson now over three years of doing this podcast. Uh, and, I've and, learned it. And 40 years of being a fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't set yourself up for failure by thinking they're going to win the Super Bowl every year. Now, look, the fan in me, yes. The fan in me says, oh, yeah, we're going to be 12 and four. Like, we're going to win this division. Like, it's, sure, it's easy. Sure. But I think, but realistically, I don't, oh, who knows? Who knows what this is all going to equate to? All I know is that it's going to be a return to. To um, everybody saying return the word to, you're uh, looking for return to excellence, <laughs> return to significance, right? A return to competitiveness. I think we're definitely uh, going to see that. All right, so let's listen to great rundown there, Mosh, on the on the draft, and let's listen to uh, our buddy Brian Baldinger and kind of his his rundown on the Raiders draft picks. What Mike Mayock and John Gruden did was masterful, starting with Cleveland Farrell out of Clemson, 44 straight starts, 50 tackle for losses, 27 sacks. Great start. Needed ends, they got ends. They needed a running back, they wanted a running back. Josh Jacob, Alabama. What a finish to the season he had. Less than 250 touches. A lot of tread left on the tire. And he shows a burst and the ability to catch the ball. Then they got the barn boss. They got Jonathan Abram out of Mississippi State. My favorite safety in this whole draft. The guy just hits everything that moves. Keeps the foot on the gas and never takes it off. Then they went back to Clemson. Trayvon Mullen, national championship game against Alabama. Remember this throw? Sitting over the top right here. Look, playing center field, takes the ball away from Tua. Clemson on with the route. But a six foot two corner that can run and a lot of experience. Not bad. Then they went to Eastern Michigan. They got Max Crosby right here. Max Crosby. 
Eastern Michigan beating Purdue right here for a sack. Great effort. Played with his hair on fire. They'll like the way that he practices and plays. Then they went to Houston. Isaiah Johnson, another six foot two corner. Look at it, gets his hands on the receiver against Temple. Stays on the upfield shoulder. Never allows separation to happen. And then when the ball's in the air, is able to use those long arms to deflect the ball. A lot of people liked Isaiah Johnson. Then they went and got themselves a blocking tight end. Foster Moreau, LSU. Excellent at the point of attack. Good size, the ability to block. And then they went back to the national champions. How about Hunter Renfro? Remember, slot receiver. He caught the winning touchdown pass in the championship game against Alabama. Production, solid picks, and I don't want to leave out Quentin Bell from Prairie View A and M. All right, good stuff there, Mosh. Jeez, he All right. nailed it. Yeah, good rundown from Brian Baldinger. If you don't follow him on on Twitter, do so. Baldy's breakdowns, uh, it's awesome. All right, so Mosh, so all this wonderful, uh, you know, news for us as Raider fans. All these, uh, you know, the, the just the the. the uh, I don't know. I don't even want to know what to say, man. It's just good, good stuff it's all the good way around. Vibes, man. It's good mojo, man. There's, there's good stuff. Good stuff. So, uh, and it's and it's serious stuff. You know, it's 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 got it's got good focus. It gives us stuff to think about. So uh, why don't we? Uh... <laughs> and now for something completely different. It almost didn't happen. all of that could have come crashing down could have come crashing down for a joke with the interference of one of the Ah, absolute best impersonators ah. the working one of the best working comedians impersonators there is we're talking about frank caliendo who has made a an awesome career for himself making fun of John Madden, John Gruden, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, you name it, Jim Rome. Like if, if there's a, uh, a person in sports to be impersonated, Frank Caliendo does it. Well, Frank and Steve Keim, the uh, general manager of the Cardinals, are good buddies. And so, in real life. In real life. Yeah. And so Caliendo was messing with him on draft day. <laughs> and he was messing with him as John Gruden. And almost mucked up the soup a little bit because when you hear this audio and this is coming from the Dan Patrick show, Mosh, he is dead on Gruden. It's it's like his Gruden is almost a voice replica more so than it is an impression at times. It's fantastic. So let's listen to that. We were wondering this, that you could really mess people up on draft day if you wanted to. Okay, so there, I, it sounds like a setup for a bit, but here's this is this is true. And I didn't talk to you about this at all. This no. is no setup. So I'm calling Steve Keim or texting Steve Keim uh, audio messages before. So I'm uh, before the draft, about four hours before the draft, because once the draft got close, I didn't hear from him yeah. for hours. All right. So the GM just, of the Cardinals. So I'm sending Steve Keim messages from John Gruden. I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> I love you, brother. I got an idea. How about you draft somebody else at number one? And I, uh, how about you draft Joey Bosa at number one? And then I'll draft Kyler Murray at number four. We'll make a trade. I'll give you my 27th pick. You give me a second rounder. 
We have the best trade ever, man. I think it works out for both teams. So then he got that, and then he sent it on to some other people. I called him up as Jay Glazer, too. I was like, you're not going to believe this. I, I just heard, There's unbelievable stuff going on. And I, you can't do Jay Glazer without swearing every five seconds. Just F this, F that. You know, yeah, yeah, Steve, you got to go. And then Schefter, I, had a, I called a Schefter. And the Schefter, I'm like, listen, I hear you're talking to both Ian Rappaport and Jay Glazer. And I just wanted you to know my phone is on. And if you ever need to talk to me, I'll be here wherever I am, in a chair, sitting perfectly upright and prepared. And then Steve sent that on to, to, to Schefter. And then Schefter texts me, look what I got from Steve Kime. What are you doing? Uh, Steve Kime is uh, joining us. The Your good friend, the Arizona yeah, Cardinals. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Steve. Hey, how we doing, guys? How did you put up with Frank on draft day? At least prior to the draft with all these he, prank phone calls. He turned his phone off. It was torture. I, I felt like I did three or four trades with the Raiders, and I had to call Mike Mayock. <laughs> it wasn't really that. <laughs> oh, he's the best, Mike. That is so funny. He is the best. Oh, that is so funny. All right. we Are we drafted out? Uh, yeah, we're drafted out. All right, we're drafted out. Appreciate everybody joining us in the chat. You should know me, Freddie Chavez, Watts Raider, Ron, the Northwest Raider, Three Ring Raiders, Raider Homer, Joseph Duran, uh, who am I missing? Franklin83, appreciate all of you joining us here live in Murph's Fan Cave on the YouTubes. Let's go throw back a little bit. Uh, let's go to Pete Koch. Hey, this is Pete Koch, former Los Angeles Raider. Yeah, back in the old days, baby. And you're listening to Murph and Uncle Mosh, who happens to have the same hair as me. Check it out. Show them the locks, Mosh. There they are. The silver locks. You and Pete Koch. Silver and black. black. That's right. At at your roots, literally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like it. All right. So, uh, man, so Mosh, we we got the news uh, a couple weeks ago about Shane Leckler retiring. And... um, you know, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of talk here, a lot of fun talk about his significance in uh, not only Raider history but NFL history and uh, his likeliness to go to the Hall of Fame. And uh, so, you know, all right on the heels of that, uh, here comes another big uh, retirement by somebody who was linked to Leckler for the entirety of their career, and that's Sebastian Janikowski. So Sebastian Janikowski uh, announces his retirement from the NFL. Uh, he was thankful to the Seahawks for them giving him, an, a, you know, the chance to kind of play his way out. Um, you know, but he was, you know, going to be a Raider, going to yep. be known for a yep. Raider. Like, you know, that's everything significant in his career uh, was was in the silver and black. So. You know, we're big fans of uh, of Seabass and 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 about what he did, and especially you know for him and Leckler both. You know, they, when they came in, we were great, and then they spent the majority of their career on really bad football teams, and then frankly, they were the best players for a lot of our teams for a lot of the Raiders in the early two thousands. Uh, or the what do they call what do the what do you call that time that decade that first decade the early two thousands. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's what I call it. Yeah, like, I don't know, because I don't, like, because I don't even know, like, anymore. Like, it used to be the 80s and 90s and 70s and 60s, like, I, and now it's, like, it's the, the aughts. Do people no, call it? No. Uh, nobody calls it the aughts. No one's called the aughts? No, okay, it's the early right. 2000s. All right, so in the early 2000s, I mean, we had some bad football teams. 2006, I'm looking at you. You know what I mean? Like, there were some really awful Raider teams, and those guys were the best players. And so uh, we definitely want to celebrate uh, Sebastian Janikowski. I got a quick little, just a little, little couple little sound bites from him, and then we're going to play uh, really the play that he's known, known most for. They tell me it's like a shotgun. 
like when we kick the ball, both of us. Feel the power when my leg speed go down. I accelerate, I can just feel it, the ball just explode on my foot. I love that he says it's not that hard. Yeah, <laughs> not when you can kick it seventy yards. Uh, hey, uh, in the chat there, uh, Watts Raider said, and then Marcel Reese. Look, I don't think I need to, to tell anybody my fandom of Marcel Reese. I'm with you. He was one of the best players on the team by far and most underutilized. And so I, I didn't overlook Marcel. I promise you, he's one of my all time favorites. But uh, in terms of you know league significance, you know, and it, absolutely, it was it was it was the the two kickers. But anyways, uh, all right. So let's listen to the the, the play. Uh, this is in Denver. Uh, when was that, Mosh? You remember what? Uh, it was it was in the uh, the second decade of the new millennial. <laughs> so, the second yeah. decade. So, so 2011, uh, which is the same year that Leckler had his 80 yard punt and uh, also threw a touchdown pass to Kevin boss. Right, right. 2011 was the same year that uh, our buddy Seabass kicked a 63 yarder. And this is going to be a 63 yard field goal attempt, which would match the longest in NFL history. Sebastian Janikowski, from 63, kicks on the way. It is good. He got it. Wow. NFL history tied here in Denver. Suck it, donkeys. Only two others have hit one from that far. Tom Dempsey, Jason Elam. And add Sebastian Janikowski to a very short list on a very long kick. Wow. So, Mosh, Seabass's kick goes through, and he's got at least a couple of yards to spare when it clears the crossbar. And, you know, he mentions there that Jason Elam and Tom Dempsey were the only other two to, that made him from 63. Right. right. Do you know how much Tom Dempsey's cleared that crossbar by? I don't remember. I remember he was with the Rams, right? Uh, Saints. Saints. Okay. Yeah, he cleared it by about a half a foot. Oh, did you really? <laughs> did you really? Google that one. I just, hey, oh, you got to give me props at least for going oh, into the well for oh, that one. Oh, oh, for those of you that don't know, Tom Dempsey was an amputee. The front part of his oh, foot was gone. Sorry. Wow. by half a foot. Golly! Sorry. You know, there's only one other guy that thinks that's worse. Isn't that Rocky Black? Oh, hey. <laughs> the, the foot jokes are coming in. <laughs> Old five toe rock, they call him. Wow! Uh, all right, my third <laughs> by a half a third by half a foot. All right, so uh, so Seabass kicks the 63 yarder, so ties NFL record with Tom Dempsey and Jason Elam. Uh, give us some other records, Mosh. What else is uh, did Seabass? Oh, I love this one. Uh, yeah. Longest field goal in overtime, 57 yards. 57 yards owns 57 the record. 57 yards. Most field goals in one quarter. He tied that one uh, uh, with four. With four. Uh, most field goals of 50-plus yards in a career. He's got over 50 from over 50. 
Oh, He's nice, got, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love numbers. Uh, most field goals of 60-plus yards in a career, tied two with uh, Greg Zerline. Uh, most field goals attempted of 60-plus yards in a career, eight. Uh, most field goals of 50-plus yards in one game, tied uh, three, tied with Justin Tucker. And most extra points in a Pro Bowl. He had eight. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> was he kicking for both sides? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I love this. This, this is great. Uh, this, is this unofficial longest field goal attempt. And I wish I knew who that was against. Do you? I, I hate to ask a trivia question if I don't know the I answer. I believe it was at home against the Chargers, if I remember right. So it, was, it wasn't like in, in the elevated, you know, Donkey No, land. this was the this- FU moment of Dennis Allen. Not Dennis Allen. Of uh, was it Dennis Allen? Who was? No, oh, uh, oh my gosh, who was it? No, Lane Kiffin. It was this was Lane Kiffin's fu moment to Al Davis because he because he was disagreeing because Al was supposedly sending down plays and like trying to control what what Lane was doing in the games, right? And so he trotted out Seabass to go and attempt a seventy six yard field goal. Seventy six yard yep. field goal. Yep. So so is there a video of it? How close was he? Not even close. Not even like close. no, it was. I mean, seventy six yards, man. It wasn't even close. And um, the I've looked for video on that before, and there's a fan recorded video, but there's not like I couldn't find like a broadcast oh, quality. Okay. Okay. But it, there's just like a fan recorded because everybody's going, huh? What? What? Yeah. And yeah. then you kind of hear like the crowd like start to like swell a little bit. Like people are like, hey, this might be kind of cool. Like okay, all right, let's see what. And then he just misses it by a freaking mile. And it's uh. like, ooh. And it was like, what was that all about? Well, that was Lane telling Al, you know, screw you. Because yeah, right, then right, not right. long after that's when he got fired. But um, but yeah, pretty cool career stuff there uh, from Sebastian Janikowski. Um, you know, once a Raider, always a Raider. And uh, especially that guy. You know, you drafting kickers in the first round and then play for the team for, what, 14 years or whatever it was up off the top of my head. I don't remember. But um, man, good, good stuff there. Good stuff from Seabass. So, um, Mosh. Uh, we said at the top of the show we weren't going to celebrate the other pending retirement because uh, we feel like it's kind of... We don't of, believe it. We don't believe it, man. Marshawn says he's retired, but he hasn't had an official statement. Mama Lynch says that he was retired, but now Mama Lynch says that he'll come back if the opportunity's right, if the Raiders will have him. So he's kind of retired, kind of not. So we'll wait till week one before we give him his big send-off. Hey, they haven't pulled the tape off his locker yet. They you know, so un- until we see that hunk of athletic tape that you know that's that's colored in with, with in sharpies with looks like skittles coming <laughs> off that locker, I'm not buying it. I'm, I'm not, not buying, buying it. it yet. I'm not buying it yet. So you know what? I was gonna play a soundbite, but you know what? I'm not gonna play it. We're just we're just we'll skip right over it. Let's go straight into see a fans because we're gonna wait till Marshawn once he makes it official. Then we'll have a big Marshawn. We'll yeah, Love we'll do this. big Marshawn. Fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. He's tied. He throws. It is. So we're going to jump right into the Sea of Fans mailbag. You know, Sea uh, of Fans mailbag is, it, for you and I, it's all... It, it's always a highlight of our show. You know, we, lo- we love, we love hearing from the fans. We, we, you know, that's what we're all about. You know, we're just, we're fans who want to hear from other fans. And that was, that was what was so unbelievably cool about the draft. 
you know, and getting to meet up with all these people, you know, we it was like, oh, there's one of my homies, you know, and I'm yeah, like, ah, oh, yeah. you know, we just go over and just start rapping, you know, and it yeah. was great. And uh, to start that, you know, uh, we always we always start off with with uh, a sound bite from Q. Well, Q spent four days with us, and I don't know that he had any more words to say to us. No, he but, had a, he had enough of Murph and Mosh. But for three when, days, when yeah. he got home, he he uh, he sent me a text and he says. Man, he says, uh, uh, Mosh, he says, I'm, I'm surprised there's a show tonight. I, I had to work late. You know, uh, he, had, he, had to, he had to hire new people because the ones that he left in charge weren't no good. Oh, okay. And, you know, okay. <laughs> so so Q's, Q's got to take care of real business. All right. Couldn't make it tonight. But he did send a message. And first and foremost, he says, salutations to all of Raider Nation. And, uh, and he hopes everybody is, is as fired up as he is. Uh, and then he goes on to say his message. And uh, I wish I could do a Q-Dog voice, but uh, I just I, I don't have it. He's, he's the only he's one that's coolest, got it. He's the coolest, man. Yeah, he's so. the coolest. Anyway, from your capo, greetings, Murph, Uncle Mosh, Sonny, Little Murph, Nation. This is a half-axed text message from the great state of Texas. <laughs> like many Raiders fans, I reacted poorly to the sixth pick in the first round of the 2019 NFL draft. I'm sure he meant fourth. Fourth. He's probably talking to texters. If ever, what's going on. If, or if you've ever seen Q's fingers, they're like mine. Yeah, and yeah, the four yeah. and the six are really close. <laughs> yeah. However, upon further review, I have come to realize that baby Clellan is the best fit for our 4-3 scheme. <laughs> baby Clellan. I give the Raiders a B-plus for our draft effort. Time will tell. Our offensive line, wide receiver core, and defense are already much improved. Then he jumps into this week's hit list. Johnny Townsend's, Shelly yeah. Ellis, and Ooh. Eddie Vanderdont. Ooh, going to the DTs. we need a vote on whether to take another flyer on the suddenly contrite former P who never saw a head of cabbage he wouldn't want to take a horse bite out of Marquette King please Rue Capo Q Dog thank awesome. you Capo awesome job Aaron appreciate you jumping in with us yeah we spent three days with Aaron and he is the man he's become a, a great friend to us not only here Absolutely. on the show but outside the show as well he's a he's an a, he's a super cool guy and, and uh man he, he fits into our rfr family here just perfectly and so we were thankful to have him for the few days uh that we did so appreciate that call from the capo um uh, Mosh, going on in, in, in the chat is a little bit of a, uh, of a hot topic going on. What's that? I haven't been able to read uh, they're, they're talking about uh, uh, Murph Mosh. This comes from JC24BRM. Murph Mosh, what do you guys think about Abram? Uh, he says Abrams. Get that S off there, y'all. It's not Abrams or Abraham. It's uh, it's Abram. Jonathan Abram. Uh, I'm not picking on you. I'm just saying. Uh, Abram wearing number 24. Uh, now, Ooh. I like it. You know, when, when he got the call... And when they talked to to Abram, Gruden was very specific about George Atkinson, Jack Tatum. You got a legacy to fill here playing safety for this football team. He didn't drop Woodson, but we dropped Woodson later on because obviously Woodson switched to safety when he came back to the Raiders. So there's a legacy at that position. I think that, yeah, put that number on him. That number 24 is obviously it's, it's, it's Marshawn here most recently, but that's Charles Woodson and that's Willie Brown. And we did, uh, we did a thing earlier this year where we talked about the most iconic number 
in Raider Nation, and that's the one that we landed on. Now, there are others. There's double zero. There's 12. There's 32. There's there's other significant numbers in terms of the Raiders. But 24 is kind of it. I'm with it. Put it on him. Put if, it on him. If let, let him see if he can live up to the legacy. Absolutely. If that's if that's what it's going to be all about, if that's what 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 the the expectation is going to be of him, well then put it on him. You know what I mean? Like why not? I mean, we put it on Michael Huff. Well, you know what I mean? Like if we're going to put it on something, mean, why not put it on this guy? I and, mean, absolutely. And we will not retire numbers. It's just a, no. it's just our thing. Absolutely. We're not going to do it. And that's again. That's an outside-the-box thing. Outside That's the what box we thing. do. All right. Hey, so let's get to uh, let's get some emails. Let's get to our emails. Our first email tonight, we got a handful of them, comes from Running Bear, and he says, okay, this is something I looked up, and I think a lot of people out there will be shocked. I took Carr versus six of the best QBs in the league in their first five full years. It's very interesting how it turned out. So here's what he come up with. Come up with. Here's what he came <laughs> up with. Okay, Carr. Games. 78 games started 78 okay so that's he's compared him to Brady Manning Rivers Rodgers Wilson and Luck okay okay uh, they're all around 78 79 80 okay Luck had 70 okay games started they're all all those the same when you look at completions okay Manning Rivers Rodgers Wilson all Brady all had more than Carr but completes uh Carr has 1,759, okay? Everybody else is in the 1,500s. Okay, there's a couple in there. Uh, Manning had 1749. Rogers had 1777 or 1770. So, so in terms of percentage, he's on par with all those guys. He's on par with all those guys because he had a lot of attempts. He had 2,800 attempts. So his completion percentage, 62.8, ahead of Brady, Okay. Ahead of Luck, right there. Uh, ahead of Manning, okay. Uh, I mean, he's he a little bit behind Rivers, a little bit behind Rogers. When you come to yards, he's got eighteen thousand seven hundred thirty-nine more than Brady, more than Wilson. Uh, a little bit behind Pepe, a little bit behind Rivers, a little bit behind Rogers. TDs, one hundred and twenty-two, <clears throat> one behind Brady. Okay, a couple behind Wilson, a couple behind Luck, a bunch behind Rivers, and a bunch behind Manning. Interceptions, this is the biggie. Okay. Who do you think leads that? Who threw the most? Peyton, because he threw so many as rookie He threw 100 interceptions in those first five years. Brady, 66. Luck, 68. Okay. Uh, Rivers, 57. Carly threw 54 interceptions. Wow. You know, that's, no kidding. Ro- that's awesome. Okay, of course, Rogers, uh, undeniably a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, you know, yeah. All uh, these guys are Hall of yeah, Famers, absolutely. frankly. And he, and he threw 45. Uh, but he goes on to say, uh, this was taken from a pro football reference. And he says, now, when you look at all this list, he fits very much in with all of them. And they all are clearly franchise QBs. All would have been seen in the top 10 QBs. Carr, in fact, is in the middle of all them in completes, attempts, yards. He's on the low end for TDs, but he's also in the low end for interceptions. If this is a game of compare players, he fits in with the best. Then if figure in a fourth quarter comeback games, he's tied with luck. And number one behind Wilson, uh, ahead of two ahead of Rodgers. It goes on to say all this stuff. Bottom line is this. 
Carr has been to us is our quarterback, and we're giving him a bad rap sometimes. Uh, play that when you have a good young quarterback and you can see it is how he ends up. Okay. You know, look at the numbers, folks. It's it's there. It's Just there. And you settle down. And that's great email, Running Bear. Appreciate that. That's, that's awesome uh, take right there. Great numbers. Uh, and, you know, I got into a little bit of a, I don't get into Twitter beefs by any means, but I'm but I'm not afraid to have a conversation on there. And uh, and I had a, a little bit of a back and forth uh, with someone about um, in terms of, you know, when we evaluate quarterbacks, you know, we all often like to look at the rings when we, you know, and you look at somebody like Brady and all. I mean, it's it's hard to to not evaluate them in terms of of talent and and winning championships but the truest evaluation of a quarterback you can't do it based on wins and losses because football is the ultimate team sport this is why we love it because you have 22 players that have to engage uh in in order to uh uh you know lead to the team's success plus you have you know coaching staffs and systems and there's so many different factors that go into it it's not basketball it's it's not (laughs) a game of singular achievement it's It's just not you know what i mean and so you have to have so many so you can't just look at at, at 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 win loss just like you just can't look at stats but when you look at like what those all those players that you just listed on there all had something significantly different than what cars had and yep. that is a supporting cast and frankly a defense now on terms of luck you could say well the colts really haven't had much of an off uh, of, of a defense and i'll give you that one but the others like when you look, you know, I mean, you got to have a defense, man. You got to have a good defense in order. And if you don't think that a good defense complements your quarterback, you don't think Russell Wilson wins a ring and does all those things that you just said without the Legion of Boom. Like, come on, right, man. Like, right, right. like the, the, they, they go hand in hand. That's the way, that's the beauty of football. You can't point to a singular thing. You can't pick one thing to evaluate. So, in terms of, of the quarterback, the numbers, are, in terms of Derek Carr, the numbers are amazing. They're going to continue to be amazing. Look, whether you like it or not, and this is what I said to this person on on social media. I'm like, look, whether you like it or not, Derek Carr is going to be the all-time leading passer in every significant category in terms of, 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 of passing for the Oakland Raiders. Like, that's it. Like, period, end of story. He's going to surpass Kenny Stabler and is going to be the career quarterback for this football team. Now, you may not like that, but that's the truth. Like, that's the facts. I mean, you know, look. Murph, you're on a rant. I'm sorry. I'll shut up. Let's go on to something else. (laughs) Chris Potts goes, thank God Uncle Mosh handled those numbers. Don't think I could have handled Murph math this late in the game. (laughs) And what do you do? You get him. uh, I'm sorry. Get fired up, man. Chris, you didn't get the the Murph math, but you did get a mini rant. Got a mini rant. I'll shut up. Let's hear from Jack. So let's hear from Jack. Uh, Uncle Mosh and Murph, Raider Jack from Albany, Oregon here. I haven't said much since Christmas, been having playoff depression with no silver and black in the playoffs. That stuff hits hard. It's, it's, it's like a turkey hangover with the ghost of Jamarcus Russell seasons threatening to return. Just bad. Horrible season behind us, still hanging in there for Chucky's sake. First thing I have to say is, holy Al Davis's ghost. We we signed Vontaze Perfect. He optimizes the Raiders of old attitude so much. So he has an accumulative 4,150,000. This is one bad, this is one bad dude. We need an edge rusher. We traded for AB, finally, a worthy, a worthy wide out on the team. And he has the last name Brown. Nostalgia screaming. Inside, yeah. I scream, we need an edge rusher. 
Why did, <laughs> we signed him? Hello, Ty Ty, some jackal from the Chargers. Listen, I am sure he's good since 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 he dealt with everybody's baby daddy Rivers for however long. I hope he isn't John Gruden's new tiger. Um, still no edge rusher. We even signed not that Brandon Marshall. You know, not wide receiver, but the linebacker, six point five sacks his entire career. Um, pass rusher, please. Alex Burrett. <laughs> Yay. Wait, no. 50-yard fake out. This guy is, was picked up and dropped more by the Lions than Martavius Bryant <laughs> was last season by us and the Squealers combined. He clocked a 4.9740 in the combine. Dude hasn't sacked himself in the league yet. I won't get into the AAF crap. Just please, please, a pass rusher. Benson Mayala, to save the day, four sacks last season out of 14 his entire career. Promising, promising in the fact that together, these guys with Josh Morrow, like six or seven sacks last year. Listen, I know the draft is coming. I know we got offense. I know. I know. I know. My want to outscore teams by 30 points is unreasonable. I know. I know. I still play Madden 15, and I may be stuck in the dark ages. Our future looks slightly better than last year. <sighs> Maybe my flashbacks to Jamarcus Russell from Christmas is still haunting me. I'm a realist. The draft is a crapshoot sometimes. Gruden is offensive-minded, and Maylock is a figurehead GM. That's what he wrote. Yeah. Um, I am just not te- talking smack. I am just saying, if there was the Jackson 5, Gruden is Michael, Mayock is Tito, maybe Jermaine, <laughs> definitely not Michael. So, my question is this. Oh, you, oh he's he, got a question? Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the longest What's email. What's the rush? <laughs> he's like, uh, I'm sorry I'm getting into Paul from Shopshire's time here. Um, <laughs> do you really think Paul Gunther can do anything more with what we got the offseason? Why do people keep saying we need a new QB when we had crap for receivers and a suspect O-line last season? Murph, how excited were you to hear the Emperor's laugh at the end of that trailer? Uh. Respect to Murph, <laughs> Uncle Moss, Lil Murph, and the Capo. Raider Nicely Jack, done. out. Oh, Good my job. gosh. Sorry, I, I butchered it a little bit, Raider Jack. I was trying to get in under the 47-minute time. Oh, line. my gosh. Google Voice has claimed, oh, claimed you, Uncle Mosh. So funny. He's oh, my so gosh. Funny. So good. So, so good. Uh, appreciate the, the, the email there. Yeah, I think the Raiders completely addressed the defensive needs in the draft, and I think that was absolutely intentional. I think they knew that, out, look, outside of Burfecht and and uh, and Marshall, which I think that was definitely uh, intentional to uh, uh, to have those guys be starters for us to go along with Tyre Whitehead and and hold down the in, the interior of the linebacking core. Uh, and, and I think they they kind of solved their issue there. Uh, Mayoa and those guys, those are depth players. I think they knew going into this draft it was defense heavy. They were going to get some absolutely uh, you know studs uh, players in, in the draft, and that's what they did. And then yep. so yep. I think that's 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 how they they chose to address it. So all right, so more. We, got a, we got a couple more. Hey, guys. Wait, hold on. Oh, my bad. I got to talk about the, the trailer, man. Oh, about the, the emperor. Jeez. All right. Look, I'll, let me just say this. All right. I'll just say this. Uh, I'm kicking around some ideas with some people that we. I can't get. I want to try to be all vague or sneaky or something here. I'm just saying this. There might be a Star Wars show in the near future. 
like a for real Star Wars show because uh, I got so much to say about this and other people got so much to say about this and that trailer that's that, that, that came out and this next movie is going to be awesome. So for real, J.J. Abrams, his return to Star Wars, he has nailed it. Uh, the fan service that Endgame was, I won't give away any spoilers, but Endgame was absolutely fan service to the Marvel Universe and that's absolutely what the rise of Skywalker is going to be to us Star Wars freaks, man, and it's going to be awesome. I can't wait, but I'm going to shut up now because you thought the the rant on Derek Carr was bad. Wait till you get me rolling on the Emperor tying his uh, his his uh, his spirit or his the embodiment of the dark side of the Force to his Horcrux, which could be uh, which could be could be like the Death Star, and that's what they were kind of you know that's what they were walking up there on the in the in the trailer. Mosh, it's not a lifestyle, Mosh, but it it, it might as well be. Do you want me to talk to you about how I think that Ray might be an embodiment of the Force, just like Anakin was? That maybe she was birth of the Force, that maybe she was a convergence of, of the light side? No? You don't want to hear about that? Dude. You think she's a Skywalker? I mean, she was literally walking on the sky in that trailer when she jumped up. And everybody thinks that was Kylo driving that, that TIE fighter. I think that it might have been... Um... For Murph and Mosh, this is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if Google, if Google ever needed to get somebody, they needed to get you <laughs> about get an me. hour ago. Oh, for those that don't All know, right. I am not a Star Wars fan. You're not a Star Wars. I fan. like movies. I'd go watch a Star Wars movie. Yeah. I I think I saw the Return of the Jedi once. And, Gosh. you know, and, and I was bummed because I kept waiting for Captain Kirk to come back. <laughs> oh, my. Don't go but there. But, hey. Don't no, no, no. ruin the you wars with the Trek. You want to start with J.J. Abrams? He's done Star Trek and Star Wars. I know. We forget about that one part of his Hey, career. guys. You don't know if you remember me or not, but it's Cecil Poor. You met me and my wife, Robin, and my brother, Willie, at the draft by the big screen near Tootsie's. Anyway, it was great to see you guys. You're awesome. We're the ones from Jackson, Tennessee. Stay in touch. Cecil, we do remember you. Heck yeah, man. And, uh, and we had a nice long talk, and it was great to see you. And uh, can't wait to get in touch with you again. And uh, hope to see you around. You're just, uh, I mean, I, I, I always stop in Jackson. I stop at Reggie's, Reggie's Ribs. Oh, you love it's that place. exit 85 right there off of Interstate 40. You can't miss it. It's and great. Cecil was one of those guys that, Mosh, you talked about it earlier in the show which I think was so cool about how we just kind of saw people, other Raiders fans, and just kind of gravitated towards one another and just kind of, kind of, you know, uh, celebrated our fandom and, and enjoyed watching the draft. And, and that whole first round, uh, Cecil was, as we were watching it on the big screens there, because we were, I mean, we were close, but even there, even still, it was, it was a pretty good distance away from the main stage. So we were watching the big screens, man, and we were hanging out with Cecil and, and watching the picks. And uh, yeah, very, very good to meet you, man. Good to meet your family and, uh, and celebrate the Raiders, man. All right. Absolutely. So, Last but not least, our email from Paul from Shopshire, Mississippi. He says, hello, fellas. Hope you're well, and Murph's throat is returning to normal. Well, it wasn't until he started that rant about Star Trek. It's all oh about the gosh, draft. Gosh, after we're going to go, weekend, we're gonna go 30 here <laughs> in a second. You keep it up with that Star Trek. <laughs> we're going to go 30. You get me cursing on this show. Uh, and here's what my people say. It's all about the draft. All right. After last weekend, and the first place to start is with you guys and everybody involved in the draft <laughs> coverage. You were all on great form, and it was a real treat. 
from your road to the draft or <laughs> your hope and Crosby trip on day one <laughs> right the way through to Saturday night. I drop, <laughs> I doff my cap to you all. Well done. Um, if they haven't seen it, they need to go back and, and watch. <laughs> they need to go back and watch you and I uh, on our way to the to the draft. We oh, had, my gosh. We had we so had much fun. more darn fun than that uh, doing that. So um, on to the Raiders draft class 2019. And to say I'm happy is an understatement. I think we were all a little shocked when the number four pick came out, but it only lasted a short while. All the picks have been chosen for talent and character, which Mike Mayock said was his aim from day one in the job. They all seem to be getting along really well straight away and forging a tough, passionate group. I found a quote from Al Davis that I feel is appropriate. And here he goes. This is quoting Al. We want to win. The Raiders fans deserve it. The Raider players deserve it. Even my organization deserves it. If you have to win and you have to win with a vision for the Super Bowl, that's our passion here. I love that. I love that. Finally, the wider media are discrediting our picks and generally hating on us as ever. There's there's a shock. Uh, Hopefully there aren't any Raider Nation out there that still believe these morons. We know the truth. Another quote from Mr. Davis. One lie has the power to tarnish a thousand truths. Ain't that the truth? Very true, isn't it? (laughs) But not only if you let it. Thanks again for sharing your draft weekend, guys. It was awesome. I'm very jealous. Love you, Raider Nation. Paul Egerton, Shopshire, Mississippi. Proud made man and one-time winner of the Raiders fan radio sizzler. The guy's got a (laughs) 14-column list of credentials, and we just love him because he's Paul. Yes, oh, that's uh, awesome. You know, it's pretty funny. Those uh, those people that are watching on the YouTube, yeah, they uh, where you're seated is to my left, and and you have to go behind me to do stupid things. Yeah, and Raider Homer goes, oh. Murph must have had to go potty because you left, but you <laughs> yeah. didn't have to go potty. You had to go and get something stupid, didn't you? All right, I'm going to go to my camera even if it doesn't work. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I was looking for my Kylo Ren lightsaber. I couldn't find it. So I had to go with it with the uh, with the Anakin saber. Well, that's just like, <laughs> it get kind of gross. Oh, you want to talk about Star Wars? Uh, <laughs> you're, such a, you're such a sick little perv. Oh my gosh. All right. Okay. You were you were so sorry. I'm on, I cursed and now I'm doing lightsaber jokes. Uh, I'm doing phallic <laughs> jokes with lightsabers. This is this show has gone off the rail. See what the fan club blitz guys have done to me? I've gone off the rail. Next thing you know, I'll be shotgunning beers on here. All right, let's go. Let's hear from our buddy Roach. Hey guys. Uh, first time calling here. Uh I go by Roach. I just wanted to share some thought of why I think we didn't trade down in the NFL draft. So apparently fifteen minutes later, after uh Mayock uh released the scout home, he admitted that uh info was leaked and that uh that uh Everybody knew that we would have a surprising pick this year, but uh, I feel like that was just uh, the tip of the iceberg of that leak. I feel that uh, Mayock knew that other teams were informed of specifically which uh, player we would get, so that makes trading back a lot more riskier <clears throat> than it already is. So um, imagine uh, trading back, and uh, yeah, we get a couple more picks, but uh, 
we wouldn't have the having some such a need at a four three defensive end. Other people would uh, hop in front of us, take our guy. We would end up taking a uh, the third rated uh, four three defensive end, and that would have made this pick much more upsetting. And uh, I am worried about this pick. You know, I'm afraid that he was a product of the system, and uh, having so many players picked around him in Clemson in the first and second round. You know. I'm just afraid that his production came from having so much talent around him. I just hope he proves me wrong, you know. I mean, I'm not expecting a lot. I mean, Mac only had a four sacks his first year. You know, being the fourth pick of the of the of the draft, a lot of people are going to compare him to Mac. That that just sucks, you know. But uh, he is bringing something to the table that uh, Mac didn't bring, and that's a voice, you know. The lead that Mac uh, would bring would be through uh, through his actions, through his production, but. Uh, Pharrell, he brings a he brings a mortar man. He brings a, a voice. He brings a skill set, and I'm just looking forward uh, to this season. I just want to say thank you, and uh, you know, I just want to let you know I subscribe using my wife's and and my friend's phone. You know, give a little bit more subscribers up in here. Get the thing rolling, right the Raiders. All right, thank you, Roach. Appreciate that, my friend. And that, Mosh, when I switched to the camera last time, they, they said the audio was okay, so I'm gonna switch back to it. So if it goes wonky, just holler at us, Raider Nation. Uh, but yeah, something that Roach said, uh, Mosh, I think is very significant there. That you know, look, Khalil Mack had four sacks that first year, so can we equal that production? Because look, whether we like it or not. Cleo Mack's going to be the barometer because of where uh, Cleveland Farrell was picked. And so, but I think he's okay with that. Uh, we should be okay with that as Raider fans because it's going to happen. But what I like is the leadership uh, conversation there Absolutely. that you know as much as Mac was a leader he was a leader on field with his play he wasn't a vocal leader and I think frankly that's something that our defense needs I like the idea just like we love it how Antonio Brown has come in and right, been right, vocal right. and how we like how Mayock has come in and been vocal like I like the fact that the Raiders are talking man I like it and so if Cleveland Farrell is that guy to come in there and be the oomph to our defense and to be vocal about right, it then right psh, I think it's great man what do you how about you I'm with you I'm with you. I, I, I liked I I liked the guy. Every every day I like him more and more. I just every yeah. everything I hear is just is just positive, man. And it's just he's a great kid, great pick. Great stuff there. All right, so Uncle Mosh, so someone that we got to meet uh, uh, at the draft this year was uh, was Ipatch, uh, our buddy who started off as Florida Raider, yep. uh, morphed into Ipatch, and it was great to meet him in person. And uh, he called to see fans this week. Yeah, what's going on, Murph Mosh? Eye patch here. Um, I'm probably going to get cut off because I got a few things on my mind. But first of all, uh, I just want to say it was a pleasure meeting both of you guys and Q Dog at the draft. I wish I could have spent more time with you guys. We got lost in the crowd a little bit. Um, and this, but I had a great time hanging out with, uh, Monster Mesh Ken. Um, had a good time hanging out with him for a while. Um, Overall, it was just a great experience. Um, I apologize for not being at the live, uh, the live show. Um, you know, I had the ball and chain with me, and she was itching to get home. She had enough football <laughs> for the weekend, I guess. But anyway, um, about this draft, um, I wasn't sure after that first pick what was going to happen. I saw an ambulance drive by one of the side streets. I figured they were coming by to pick up Q-Dog after we picked uh, Farrell. I thought uh, Q-Dog was going to have a heart attack if I was there. And I would have loved to see an expression on his face. No, you wouldn't. But anyway, everything I'm hearing about this kid afterwards is all positive and you know, uh, everything is great. Everything they say about his motor, his heart, his leadership. Uh, he's a grinder. Um, so, 
It seems like it was a good pick overall. I think all our picks are going to wind up being good. All these guys, especially defensive guys, their motors are just nonstop. They don't take any plays off. And I, I look back on a draft I was watching on TV of the Steelers one year. They drafted Lynn Swan, Stallworth, Lambert, and uh, and Webster. And it, that one draft changed their whole franchise around. And I think this draft might do it for us, man. Um, We've got some really good players. we got guys that are, are, are leaders. They've, they've come from uh, winning uh, teams, and they're used to the big stage. And uh, I can't I can't wait to see how this all develops. Um, and I'm watching these shows, you know, after I got home, and all of a sudden, you know, Kuiper's picking us to win the division. You know, it's you know what, get get off the bandwagon, Kuiper. Where were you last year, Stephen A. Smith? <laughs> you know, he he's going on and on about how he loves who the Raiders picked, and he loves this and loves this about us and loves that about us. It's like you know what, get off the bandwagon, Smith. Where were you last year, ripping us apart? You know, without time for these clowns. Um, you know, they talk, Piper talks about us winning the division. I think the schedule is going to be tough. We got the hardest schedule in the league. So, you know, a winning record would be nice. Um, that's basically what all I could see is I, I don't see us going into the playoffs. I'd love to see it, but you know, one step at a time. Plus our travel. I think we're traveling 35,000 miles, the most out of any team in the NFL, while the Jets are only traveling like 6,000 miles. So, you know, it takes a lot of wear and tear on the body, but I'm looking forward to the season. Um, Google Voice has claimed you. <laughs> so iPatch was on a pretty good rant there, and... Uh, there was some, there was some pretty funny things that he was saying. He said uh, he thought the ambulance was for for Q, and uh, and somebody else in the chat says, "Man, I would have loved to have seen Q Dog and Murph's faces." Uh, no, you wouldn't have. First of all, the skies opened up about oh. draft draft pick number two, so we were soaking wet, soaking and, wet, and we said, "Okay, we got about twenty more minutes." And uh, as soon as we get our pick, we're heading up the alley. There was a place that had a, a, one of the pop-up tents, and they were serving pizza. So shout we, out Slim and Huskies, slam, man. Shout Great. out to Slim Great and Huskies. Pizza. So we said, okay, we're going to go. So we got our pick. Q, <clears throat> Q and Murph were in, were in a, uh, a rain-soaked stammer. <laughs> they were, they, we, we hadn't started drinking. There, there, was, there, was just, there was just this look on both of their – and they're both taller than I am – and I'm like, I'm having to, I, 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 it was like herding cats with these two. I'm like pushing them towards the pizza tent. It's raining. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> let's focus on food. Let's, let's not yeah, focus yeah, on yeah. it. So we get up there and, and we order our pizzas and we get under the little tent. We're out of the rain and we're sitting down. And Murph, is, he's running around doing something stupid. All I don't right, remember I what it was. All right, I get my ice cream. But anyway, that. All right. But, so I'm sitting there with Q and I'm going, Q. Just, just relax. And he's just, he's just shaking his head. And he's, and Q's a big guy, big, big, big guy. And he's sitting there next to me. And we're, we're. It was kind of scary because we were both on the one side of the bench, and I thought it was going to tip at any minute. <laughs> and, and I go, I go, hang on, let me look this up, Q. And I look it up, and so I'm looking up stuff on the on the Google, and I'm going, okay. So the guy's done this, and he's done that, and he's won this award, and he, and last year he won the Ted Hendricks Award. And Q just looks at me and he goes, but what has he done for the Raiders? And I said, Q, he just got picked four minutes ago. Well, put on a uniform and he, first. Yeah. And he goes, that's not the point, Mosh. 
But but uh, I will we say love you, I will say Aaron. Love you. Aaron came around though. He came did. around big. He and, did. And, and, I, and he looks at me and he just kind of cuts his eyes at me and he goes, Uncle Mosh, there's 12 steps to this. Okay. <laughs> I'm on three. Just you just need to back away. Keep me off the ledge, but just just back oh up a second. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was the best. Poor Mod between uh Josh Allen not getting drafted and my ice cream truck not being in working order. Uh, gosh, Mosh, you had your work cut out for you oh in my terms gosh. of counseling. I, I was like, oh my, wh- what is this? I, I'm, I'm big. <laughs> you, got, you got both these guys that are 6'4 plus. Oh, yeah. And we're crying. I'm 110 <laughs> years old and I'm having to babysit these fools. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Hey, uh, let's, uh, so let's hear iPatch's second All right, call. let's let him finish his thoughts here. Here we go. There we go. Got the hard Google out. Anyway, guys. As I was saying, you know, a winning record would be nice. We had, uh, we got those chips stacked against us as usual. Tough schedule, most travel miles. But, um, you know, we all stick together. We're going to be okay. As I can say, I'm really excited about this team. Looking forward to next year. But again, as, uh, as you would say, Murph, we, we didn't draft a linebacker. No surprise there. <laughs> anyway, guys, yeah. I appreciate everything you do. It was great meeting you guys. Um, I, I, I just want to say thank you very much for the show. I enjoy it, and uh, take care. All right, iPatch, good to meet you, buddy. That was that was great. Sorry you uh, you weren't able to make it out to the live stream, but you know I understand. You sell your significant other on a trip to Nashville, and after three days of football, she's ready to go home. Like we we get it, man. No worries at all. We get it. Yeah, but it was great to meet you though, and, uh, and and good stuff there. All right, Mosh, we got we're starting to run short on time. We got one more here. Let's hear from uh, our buddy. Uh, this is a new caller, uh, Rob from uh, from Salt City, Silver and Black. Raiders Fan Radio. This year is Rob Gafrito, the president of the Salt City Silver and Black in Syracuse, New York. You asked online how we feel about the 2019 draft. I can sum it up in one thing. We've got the Ted Hendricks Award winner for 2018. How's that? Thank you. Think about that. The Oakland Raiders drafted the Ted Hendricks Award winner. I'm not really sure how much better you can sum up a return to greatness. Coming from a guy who rocks an 83 jersey every single game day, I was ecstatic. And then we follow that up by getting a heat-seeking missile in Abrams, our Ted Hendricks Award-winning winner's teammate at number 40, and oh, by the way, Josh Jacobs in between. Um, Geez, I don't know. I'd say we did okay, not to mention we got the diamond in the rough, Max Crosby. If you haven't watched his tape, you better watch it, because that freaking kid's got a motor that doesn't stop. We have John Gruden and Mike Mayock has remade this team, and I'm getting tired of the negativity. I'm here. Oh, we should have missed. We should have missed. Screw that. These guys know what they're doing. This Raider team is on the rise, big time. So all I can say, Raider Nation, is buckle up because this is going to be a hell of a ride. Raider Nation, Raiders. Sizzler. 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 Without question, my man. Rob from Salt City, uh, what's silver the, and black, Salt, Salt City, City, silver and black. Silver and black. Yeah, man, what a great call, great right call. to the point. Yeah, Just, man. Mean, you know, and, and first said time the, caller. That was the first time. Yes, and said the same things we've been saying. Good job. So that makes buddy. him cool. 
That's so cool. <laughs> That's so cool. No, but you know what that does is that it, it, it validates, not a, man. It would validates. That's it, the it, thing what, is what, that what, what, what all of the nation is thinking. Exactly. That's it. Is that we're all on the same page, man. We're all thinking the same thing. So that's great, man. Gr- great job, Rob. Uh, first time caller, first time sizzler, man. Awesome. We are Metallica, and we are here for your Oakland Raiders. You know why we are here, and we ain't playing around today. From the Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. All right, so uh, back by popular demand. Oh, here we go, Murph. Well, you nailed this one, Mosh. You called this one. You, uh, you and I, uh, we go back a long way. A long way. 46 uh, years. I've known you your whole life. Literally. And uh, sometimes you do things that are just, they just kill me. They just <laughs> crack me up. Sometimes they almost kill other people. But <laughs> but you just, you make me laugh. And so uh, this, this morning, I was driving to work. And I, I, I was trying to, uh, I was, of course, I was eating my donut and I was drinking my coffee and I was catching up on my sleep and all this while I'm driving to work. <laughs> I got a long way to go. And I'm, I'm trying to get the last little bit. You know, I, I, I never watch, I never watch the YouTubes. I shouldn't tell people that. But I, I listen to, uh, I have over an hour drive to work every day and I listen to our podcast. Okay. Yeah. So I was listening to it and I hit the wrong button and I don't know what happened, but. I died. I had to call you. It was so funny. And so I said, Murph, you need to play this, and we need to bring back, which is true, tailgating too much. Because you slowed it down. The replay of your podcast. The replay of my podcast slowed it down, and it sounded like you had been tailgating too much. And after three days at the draft, we might have tailgated a little too much. But <laughs> this was day one, and it was be- and it was a good four hours before the draft ever started, maybe yeah. five hours before the draft ever started, and you had been tailgating too much. Let's hear what Let's happened. Let's hear that. As soon as we got done with the recording, those guys said that in one take, and I was so excited. <laughs> I gave Brockman a high five, and I kind of jumped up and took a big step back and this poor woman behind me i stepped on her foot and i almost almost knocked her over wait wait tell him what the woman was doing she was pushing a stroller i'm sorry i know i almost knocked her over i felt awful if there hasn't been oh the, the only thing that was missing out of that was I love you, I man. Love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Word. You did all the quintessential oh. drunk talk there, and you weren't. No, I've been a drink in almost three years. Three years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was dying. Oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah, that was uh 
So that so here's funny. So I told the story, or I'll tell it again briefly. We met Chris Brockman and Mike Del Tufo, and they did a radio ID for us. And after the ID, I I gave I came up quickly and I said, Yeah, and I gave Brockman a high five. And I like took a step back, and there's this woman behind me and pushing the stroller, and I stepped on her foot and I stumbled into her and almost oh. knocked her over. And so I grabbed her and I'm like, I am so sorry. And she goes, Oh, it's fine, I'm okay, I'm okay. And I turn back around and when I look at Mosh and he goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, look at the kid, look at the baby. And so I turn and there's a baby in the stroller and the baby was crying and I knelt down and I'm like, I am so sorry, honey. I, I said, are you okay? And the mom was like, she's fine. You didn't even get near her. You just stepped on my foot. And then she's like, you're fine. I'm like, I'm so sorry because oh. I felt so bad. Right. So, so I go back, I stand back up and I turn back around to our group. And here's the part that I forgot to tell in the last podcast. So I looked to Mosh to, to console me, right? The man who <laughs> know me my whole life, let me know that everything is going to be okay. And he goes, it's okay. You didn't hit the kid. You just hit that mom. And I'm like, oh, geez, Mosh. Well, I'm actually feel a lot better. Like, can we select some different wording here? Like, what am I, Kansas City Chief? Uh, hey. Oh. Well, I had to do something. I figured, hey, you know, maybe I can just take a shot at you. Q had your back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mosh, let's hit the outro here and let's let's get it rolling. Thank you so much, so much. So Thank much. you so much. And all of you that joined us here on Raiders Fan Radio, I appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much to the chat room. Appreciate everybody jumping in live. Ron Stratton, Interface, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, Freddie Chavez, Three Ring, I like it, Spooky, uh, Chris Potts, Rev Raiders, uh, uh, thank you so much to all of you joining us live. You can check us out every week. We will be back next week to talk more Raiders football. We are getting ready to get into the offiest of the offseason, so you're going to start getting all of those crazy segments coming back. It's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. Please support us by uh, buying a T-shirt, hitting the link below to go to NFLshop.com, and that way we can kick all that money back to the Blitnikoff Foundation. And uh, I think my voice has survived long enough, so I'm going to get out of here and turn it over to the one, the only Uncle Mosh. All right. Well, we appreciate you all listening appreciate you joining in the chat so for murph this is your one and only uncle mosh saying raider nation don't forget what happens in vegas started in oakland good night god bless that's all right i'm sorry Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy... Our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. 
It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com.